The solomonite is a way to explode the actual particles of sunlight. Why, that's impossible. Even now, your scientists are working on a way to harness the sun's rays. The rays of sunlight are minute particles. Is it so far from your imagination they cannot do as I have suggested? Why, a particle of sunlight can't even be seen or measured. Can you see or measure an atom? Yet you can explode one. A ray of sunlight is made up of many atoms. So what if we do develop this solonite bomb? We'd be even a stronger nation than now. Stronger. You see? You see? You're stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. That's all I'm taking from you. Get back here, you jerk! Let him finish. Because of men like you, that all must be destroyed. Headstrong, violent, no use of the mind God gave you. You talk of God? You also think it impossible that we too might think of God? Earthlings, and welcome to Wars Picture Cast, a podcast where we talk about bad movies that we love so much. I am your host, as always, Grant, and I'm joined once again by my buddy Joey. How's it going? Welcome. We have a plan, sort of. We have a loose plan, at best. No real outcome, but, you know, or goal, <laughs> but a loose plan. No one knows how it's done. No one knows exactly what it's supposed to accomplish, but... You know, we're, 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 we have ideas. We have ideas. And we are here to talk about probably the granddaddy of bad movies. Yeah. Like when, when you think of bad movies, like this is the, this is the one that broke the mold. It's the, it's the first worst director of all time making all the worst movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so we're here to talk about Plan 9 from Outer Space. Not Planet Nine from Outer Space, in case anyone still gets that confused. But we have a special guest. You have heard him on Best Picture Cast, our sister podcast, talking about some really great movies, talking about In the Heat of the Night and Parasite and, you know, A Beautiful Mind and American Beauty, some really great episodes. So... We're having him join us for, for this one. Actually, this was your idea. So uh, so welcome aboard, Jay Dowski. How's it going, Jay? Good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, very excited to dive into this. Oh, this is, yeah, this is great. Um, I'll finally, finally have you on after all this time. I'm really happy to have you on. I'm so happy you chose this. Yeah, it's masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's talk let's talk about that. What what made you choose? What made you choose Plan 9? What's your relationship to it? I think it's the uh, cult following that it has of, I'd say about like 10 years ago, me discovering that this was the quote-unquote worst film of all time. And yeah. Ed Wood was the worst director of all time. And 
and then I know I watch it. I maybe bought it seven years ago, and I watch it for Halloween every year. <laughs> That's awesome. So it was coming up anyway. Perfect I was trying to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. it anyway. So might as well. I love it. It's like a watch it with you guys. A season. It's a seasonal <laughs> viewing. I love, I love it. it. And yeah, I mean, and you own it, so even better. You, you're supporting the Ed, Edward Wood Junior. brand. <laughs> yeah, the yeah the the estate of Ed Wood. That estate got real dark at the I was end. Gonna so. say, it might be a liquor store right now. That <laughs> Uh, liquor store guy. Yeah, it's not so much of a state as a broom closet now. It's just... I mean, yeah, I mean, Pornhub might own it at this point. That's true. (laughs) So there's a a companion piece to this that they released with the DVDs. Mm -hmm. And the opening quote for it, I feel like, is like the worst picture cast, like, anthem. Okay. So this is how it opens. Learn to see the worst films. They are sometimes sublime. Yeah. And that is great. That's what we do. We, We... There are... Plenty of great moments to, to have in these terrible movies. Yeah. And um, I, I feel bad for people that can't enjoy a bad movie for what it is. I, I really do. I agree. Because this is, you know, this is the first so bad it's good movie, right? Like, this is... Yeah, I, th- I think so. Right, because, like, the pulp movies, but they were it's really like this smaller like, at times. Yeah, it's like this and, like, Reefer Madness. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Reefer Madness was made a little bit more earnestly... <laughs> Well, it was made to scare kids into, you know, not smoking jazz cigarettes. Man, it's a fun watch. Though. It's insane. Yeah. That's this, insane. Is, this is one of the first ones where it was okay to laugh at a bad yes. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't like rated. You, know, you, you could rate it and, and all that, but it, just enjoy it at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just you know, just have put this on with a few friends and just... Go nuts. That's great. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, it existed in its own thing when it came out, which is, like, in the, yeah. the Ed Wood, you know, legacy of movies, there's some insanity in there, but they all are this lineage that leads us to, like, so many movies in, like, the 80s. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we can pick out from, like, Chopping Mall, yep. things like that, oh, that yeah. are that are from... This movie and just I, just the just the, you know because so many with so many of the worst picture cast movies it's always a person a very a very creative person maybe lacking talent but with a lot of uh, chutzpah enthusiasm to, and to yeah. and to figure out how to get these things done like that's a common thread and I think that's really cool because even if they're flawed there's something special to them because somebody poured everything into it. I don't think you can get more like bright-eyed and optimistic as Ed Wood. Yeah. And when it, when it came to making his films, he like he had no idea what he was doing. No he had idea. no idea you know what coverage was and where to focus the camera and you know just no resources or anything like that. But goddamn, he tried and he and he really went for it. You got to appreciate that. And you know what? He went against things that of the time were very taboo like oh, you know of the course. movie Glenn or Glenda, it's about transvestites and yeah. You know, and you know, he was a cross dresser. Yes. And, and then he you know, all the different movies he made, they all have these themes and like it's very stuff that wasn't talked about at the time that he said, Fuck it, we're talking about. Yeah. And there's some cool documentaries about him and like, you know, there's one it's called like Edward R. Wood Junior and the Haunted Life and everybody's like either loved him or hated him. Yeah, I can see that. Like, Bill yeah. Lugosi's son was like, he's a user, he's manipulative, but then like his like 
fourth ex-wife is like, no, he was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to get into Tim Burton's Edward this early into the uh, episode, yeah. but to piggyback off of what you're saying, they allude to you know the comparison in that movie between Ed Wood and Orson Welles. And yeah. it had me thinking, what's the difference between Ed Wood and Orson Welles? A lot of things, but they also have a lot in common. Yeah. And what you guys were just talking about is this passion for yeah. making a film. Yeah. And this energy that goes into it. You know, they both had that passion and energy. Um, some, you know, Orson maybe had a better attention to details. Right. <laughs> yes, I would say. Honestly, I would his, say his so. attention to detail <laughs> might have broken him the other way. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the, the fail, like the the quote unquote failure of Citizen Kane in the time, it broke him. Yeah. Where Ed Wood is like, three people watch this. This is amazing. Let's go watch thirty more mo- make thirty yeah. more movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I. Yeah, there is. There are two sides of the same coin in a way. It's just that. Orson Welles aside had had talent and vision. Or, or at least at least a focused vision. Edward did have a vision. It's yeah. just just kind of all over the place. <laughs> right. I, I love that movie. I've recommended that for Best Picture Cast Ed Wood. Like I'm to, so happy to Tim Burton. Yeah, oh, it's, I, so, yeah. it's so great. I would yeah. I would watch it immediately after watching Plan Nine. I would oh, watch for sure. And yeah. watch how Tim Burton shoots it like Plan Nine with yes. Chris Well in the beginning and then Chris Well at the end yeah. and the the music and stuff like that. It's great. Yeah. You know, Ed Wood is just a fascinating person. Like, you know, after, you know, unfortunately things got real dark with the alcohol and the umpteenth wife and just writing like thousands of porn books just to kind of be able to pay the rent. But yeah. Man. Yeah. You know, a different way, a different break, maybe getting someone in his life who could help focus him instead of just, oh yeah, this is a great idea. Let's just do it. You know, yeah. like it, there was, there was a, there, there was like a, a guerrilla tactic Right. To making these movies, but yeah, I mean, if he had, if he had maybe a uh, a good producer at his side that believed in him or something Just like somebody that. to kind of keep control, yeah, and maybe study a little, right? Someone, someone that can help him build sets with without gravestones that tumble over. <laughs> <laughs> There's that scene in in Ed Wood when they they're like the the gravestone just yeah. tumble. He's like suspension of disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> It's about the big picture. Yeah. <laughs> and that probably sums it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> what they thought that he was like was pretty much that. It was like, where's your uh, imagination here, people? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We, we, don't, we don't need a reshoot. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Let's, let's get into this. Yeah, let's get into the actual let, movie. Let, let's get into the movie. Uh, let's, let's start us off by, uh, by what we're drinking to, to, get, to get through this conversation, get through the movie, what have you. Jay, what do you want by you I am drinking Arizona's, I think mostly new, um, hard iced tea. This one's with lemon, and I recommend the peach. That is amazing. What is that? It's all right. Five, five percenter. Oh, nice. It sounds, sounds great. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I haven't heard, I didn't hear about it until you, you took it out of your bag. It your exactly bag of tricks. like an Arizona iced tea. So it's not like cloyingly sweet? No. It's incredible. Okay. And I'm drinking it in ice out of a big tumbler. So if you hear this sound, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a it's not a coffee. It is a hard iced tea. It's a great tumbler too. It is. <laughs> uh, Joey, what are you what are you drinking? Um, as I do with Worst Picture Cast most of the time, I'm drinking a gigantic Bud Light. You're drinking a Bud Light Tall yep, Boy. Got a Bud Light Tall Boy for the Worst Picture Cast once. Get your get your white trash on. Yep. Yeah. It just feels. <laughs> It's fair. 
That's fair. Uh, I am getting into the, uh, it's, it's nearly Halloween season. Um, I'm drinking uh, the Harpoon Dunkin' Maple Cream oh. Ale, which is... Uh, it's a lot going on. It's very good. It's very good, and it feels very autumnal. So, just getting into the, uh, the spooky season of it all. Yeah, after watching this, it was like... All right, I think I'm. A, this, that's the official start of the uh, Halloween oh, the, season. That's amazing. <laughs> I love. I love it that this is like your go-to Halloween, <laughs> go-to Halloween watch. Yeah. Of all the movies, that's that's wonderful. I made the mistake when you're starting my Halloween watch, like September first, and by October thirty-first, it's so much blood and guts and, <laughs> and screaming. I it was. I had to t- not do it so soon this year, but. Well, play play nine straight because there's very little to get right. like it's worked a, out on. I'm easing my way into the, into <laughs> yeah. the Halloween watches. Yeah. That is, the, yeah, Ed Wood is like the Bunny Hill of horror <laughs> yeah. movies. Like, oh, the circle, like, the green circle. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You're easing your way into it. Right. All right. So what we usually do here when we start talking about this is we give our um, our synopsis, uh, a little snarky couple of sentences about you know how how would you describe this movie to people how would it, you know if you had the if you had to write the blurb what would it say it's almost very hard because I, I don't mean, think ed wood could do this <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you can't get too bogged down in the details no, no you gotta you have just... to just gotta just do the broad like you said it's about the big picture right well, what do you got, Joe? Yeah, let's try. I think mine is about as convoluted as the plot, which is fitting. That's fair. Grave-robbing aliens create universal monster zombies as they deal with a detached boss and a loose purpose while a pilot and some cops try to get involved a little bit. But really, everyone's very confused. Yeah. I pretty much nailed it. Right? I feel yeah. like... That <laughs> is good. Yeah. Like All right. All right here's Very some. snarky. 100% on the snarkiness. <laughs> That's the I, 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 I'm snark. really good at the snarkiness <laughs> part. That's true. All right. Uh, mine says, In Burbank, California, the recent deceased are rising from their graves. Why is this happening? Aliens. <laughs> That's and, it. And fire? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, what do you right. got? Well, those are really good. Mine, uh, as, which we'll get into more. Um, mine is aliens try to take over the earth because man is dumb and dangerous. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is one of my favorite parts of the movie. The, the stupid, mansplaining. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> the alien man, yeah. mansplaining is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I, she's just there to further further the race. She doesn't speak out of turn. <laughs> it's like oh, even on uh, even on different planets, they're chauvinistic assholes. That's wonderful. Right, and they look and sound exactly like us. But the, when they're like, "Well, we have to turn the conglomerator on so that they can understand us," I was yeah. like, yeah. "That is just like a perfect like nothingness." That, yeah. but like that's smart, yes. right? It's like a stupid. <laughs> yes, it was almost like Cormac McCarthy esque, where it's like, "Whoa, wow. <laughs> how, it's, how it's the how like Cormac McCarthy loves the theme of just like how man is just inherently bad, and no yes. matter what you do, like." It almost like apes off that a little bit, where it's just like, oh no, these human beings are so dumb and they're just so obsessed with violence that yeah. they're like they're going to get destroyed by aliens to keep the peace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, humans going to destroy themselves because they're idiots who think they're smart is pretty on brand. So 
you know. Yeah, you got you for that solaranite. Yeah. And he doesn't just say it once. He says it a couple of times. Oh, he, how he, dumb we are. He really drives that. Well, that was that was always that was a really that was a really funny part. And you have to think that that was like we talk about this all the time on this show about this about giving the director much more credit than oh, they yeah. deserve. I wonder how in on it Ed Wood was about this. Like where they he, he describes the solar at night, and then the pilot is like. Oh well, then we'd be the most powerful country in the world. He's like, no, idiots! It's <laughs> not what it's going to be. You're going to destroy everything. I, I wonder how much of that was like Ed Wood being sarcastic towards like the I, aggro male. I think it was, he was jingoistic kind he of. Was, you know, in the military, he was in like serious battles where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. thousands and thousands of men died. Yeah, yeah. And like serious stuff, and you know, in so much of his writings, he spoke about how he was afraid to die in battle. Not because he was afraid to die, because he was afraid that the medics would see his red brawn panties under his uniform. Jeez, that's so that's so great. So like, for him to be like, "Hey, yes, you think that the solar night would make you the most powerful, but all it would do is kill you." Yeah, destroy the universe. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. So like, I think that's one of the things why Ed Wood does work is yeah. because there are good ideas there. It's just. He needed an adult to help him. No execution. Right. I also think he just, maybe he just needed a director. Maybe he could have just wrote all his ideas, gave them to someone, and then made a million dollars off of being a screenwriter. Yeah. Yeah, Not having this full control. Yeah. He needed someone to be like, that's not going to work. This doesn't work. We got to, we got to change this scene around, swap that. He needed like a partner. He needed somebody who was like a more pragmatic person who could say like, okay. Yeah. Let's slow down. Let's not try to make 37 movies in three years. <laughs> Let's try to, like, really think right. this through. Let's, Let's like... Because yeah. there are ideas. You need a director and, like, a script doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it could be... You just need a... Like, a... Like a maybe, like, a... I don't know, a smart... Like, a good writer who's with good vision, but just not the most creative person. Like, and have that balance. Now you could actually be, like, he needed, a team. He needed, like, a Ron Howard. Yeah. Like, someone that was, you know, kind of... Paint by numbers, you know, kind of very, kind of practical. Practical, you know, not not, been, not, but, not not doesn't flourish a right. lot, but just would be able to kind of. Uh, it's it's a nice mix of right. the two. But like styles. he's so far outside the lines, you need someone to like put some lines there to keep it because again, like the solar night thing is really good. i'm telling you right now uh the writing is in the running for mvp for me that's that's great so uh i don't disagree right and it's not dull and boring it's insane but it's not dull right yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's it does it it tries to say something i think it does no it does but (laughs) i think because here's the thing there are from this time period there are all like they were making all those like pulp movies like the quick shorts right to to you know this was probably where this fit in when in terms of like movie houses and stuff yeah this one lasted because there is something it's just yeah i i think it's just lacking like the it's, it's Closure, right? Because I, I feel like it, what it has going for it is that it's so incomprehensibly inept at times. Yes. Where, in, in terms of the execution of the craftsmanship of it, yeah. And I feel like that. I feel like that is what gives it legs more than the message behind it. Sure, but the attempt at a message because you yeah. like again, Grant. We talked about this a lot, but Jay, like I think we talked like so many of these movies that like were 
made in the 80s and kind of repopularized in the last like 10, 15 years because people found them mm-hmm. and like digitized them. They all, they, a couple of them tried to make sequels now and like really grab the oh so bad it's goodness and they all fail because it's trying to do something that has to be natural. It, it lacks right. a sincerity too. Yeah, yeah, and like there is a full sincerity in this. Like you feel oh, some, sure. everyone's yeah. trying right. here. Yeah. And yeah. that I appreciate, like that's why I love these stupid things. Yeah, there's a scene at the end, uh, not to jump ahead, but there, the, um, Eros, the alien, is fighting with uh, uh, the pilot, and Trent, Trent, right, and, yeah. he, and, and Trent picks something up off, they're in the spaceship, and he picks something up off the desk, and there's like an explosion, because he must have yes. like, pulled the plug Pull out, the but the explosion's out. like 10 feet over, <laughs> but when I saw that, I was like, like Edward is trying here yeah. to do stuff. It's not just this like it's not a stage play where we're not doing any special effects. Like no, he's he had the wherewithal to think. Okay, he's going to rip something out. That means a spark has to something happen. Something has somewhere. to happen. Right? Yeah. Something, and then this place eventually it just has doesn't to burn work up. the way it should. Well, you know, alien technology. Maybe the maybe <laughs> yeah. the wires are down there hey, somewhere. It's like no metal I've ever seen. They make you. They <laughs> let you know when they knock. When they knock on it, it's a one way mirror. It's a one-way glass. I love it. Uh, what about scene you recommend? Because I think that's a good place to start, right? Because that is a good. Yeah, it's, it always, that always kind of helps focus. Yeah, focus so us a little bit. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, my scene. Like, if somebody was like, where, first of all, I would recommend this to anybody because it's insane. One hundred percent. Like, just just shut up, let yourself go, and have fun. But yeah, yeah. yeah. If somebody was like, oh, I need to see something first. Um, the scene, the first time of Vampira walking to the camera, the fog behind her when she comes out and super unnecessarily dark without stars. And when she puts her hands up as she gets closer, I think that's a really good scene. Like you feel. That was the one where she kills the grave diggers. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a really good scene. That is I think it's the best shot scene in the entire movie. Okay. It's actually framed. It is. Yes. It's she moves and it doesn't be a lot of times even if they start somewhere they move the camera with people and fail. Yeah. It stays stagnant. It lets her do the work. The fog is appropriate. The trees are she walks she comes around the corner, she walks through the trees, her arms move great. I think that's the best scene in this movie. Okay. And I know that scene you recommend isn't necessarily best scene, but I think that's But this this The thing is about this movie is that I don't know if there is a scene that stands out right. in terms of like, oh my god, this scene is so wild. <laughs> like it's all kind of the it's, same level. Yes. Right, like Miami Connection, Samurai Cop, they peak. Yes. In certain in certain this levels. Is, this is like at an eight the entire time. Oh. <laughs> right? It doesn't go to it doesn't go to seven, doesn't go to nine. It just like it just stays at the same it level. It has yeah, that's actually a great point. Uh, so like I, I feel like there's no there's no wrong answer. Yeah, I agree for this for this. Point. I just think like this that's the best one where like the, my first memory of it is like her doing that. I definitely get behind that scene because I loved when Inspector Clay is still human first, mm-hmm. and yep. he's being surrounded by her yep. and, and the vampire. And, and, yeah, the vampire. And he's shooting, and nothing's happening. But the, it's just like a classic horror scene yes. where they're getting closer, and he's like desperately trying to fend them and off. And they're not. And, 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 like, and the music. Yeah, swelling. I'm like Edward knows what he's doing here for a second. Yeah, it, here's a legit suspenseful moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree, uh, and I, I think the I think the score is. Pretty good. Too. Score's good. Yeah, I read that it was taken from stock. Um, oh, really? <laughs> from stock audio from that, composers. That, I said, now this makes sense because because it was one of the best parts of the film. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> the score and like I to, I don't always notice the score 
Man, I thought it was great here. But especially <laughs> that scene you're talking about, because it's a, you have real-life Dracula coming it's, at you. Well, it's, it's half Dracula, half... Uh, well, whatever, but the idea of it, you know, because <laughs> he died. Tom, it's half Dracula. Yeah, yeah, half Tom Mason. <laughs> yeah, it's Dracula amazing. chiropractor. Well, gotta keep your hands up. I would see that movie, Dracula chiropractor. <laughs> well, do you know one of the movies he wanted to make that he never got made? Uh, Dr. Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. That's amazing. But Scrubs paid homage to all the time. I love that. But, uh, yeah, and I love that scene because, and it it does have all the good, like, current horror movie tropes. The monsters never change pace, but the the human gets frantic and frantic and frantic throughout. Like, he does that well. Yeah, especially when you consider that it's like a no-nonsense cop. Yep. You know, that that can fend for himself. You know, it's not some... he's capable. It's it's somebody that that shouldn't have a problem dealing with... It's not a nine-year-old man who gets I mean, hit by wa- a scheme. And they That's warned him. They're like, it's dark out there. You don't want to go out there. He's like, I'm just going to go nose around for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> I'll He's bring like, this flashlight. <laughs> I'll bring a flashlight from the squad car. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't cast him for the pre, for the alive scenes. No, they cast him for, cast the, dead him for the dead scenes. No, and his face, it, it took me until this last rewatch for me to... See him with the with the contact lenses when he's dead and the scar to go. That is one of the most iconic car things I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, Jay. And it's great acting because <laughs> he's not moving at all. Yeah. There's no, no it's good. Yeah. Very still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jay, what's what's the scene that you would recommend? So my recommended scene was um, if somebody said, "What is this movie about?" <laughs> show me one scene. I would show him this scene where. Ed t- t- Edward takes military stock footage. Oh my <laughs> god! And then he takes these flying saucers that yeah. are just the worst special effects you'll ever it's see, great. and they're just firing off round after round, and you just see like on a little <laughs> boop, boop. yeah, it's like a video game. It's yeah. like you're watching uh, asteroids. Yeah, yeah. Um, it I made me laugh so much. It still makes me laugh, and I think it sums everything up. It's like this earnest like moment that's supposed to be so serious, but you can't. Take it serious because of these effects. That's yeah. going on. It's just on a fishing wire. It's just <laughs> yeah, like, it's rrr, rrr. And it is so clearly stock footage. Like it's a different. It's a different film. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so that's the one that's that's a good up the movie for me. That's no, but that that no, that's, is Ed Wood. That's, that is that is a slice of that is like the perfect slice of Plan Nine. It's just <laughs> like, like this is exactly this is what it is. Right. Yeah. The appropriate stock footage with the absolute wrong follow-through. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah bad execution. Yeah. Um, mine is when, quote-unquote, Bella Lugosi um, goes to Jeff Trench's house when everyone's there, and then he gets shot by the laser beam. Oh, when, they, turn, tur- when turn, they turn off the turn, thing? And turns into bones. Yeah. Because uh, I, 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 it involves... I unloaded my whole round! <laughs> it involves terrible acting. Um... Terrible, terrible violence, uh, you know, in action, and then a a special effect of a laser beam hitting Bella Lugosi, and then just the reveal of the bones with like the lift up the cape, and it's just, it's. I think that's it's a perfect uh, representation of what this movie is. The movie has a beginning, middle, and end. Very much. It has, <laughs> it has three acts. I mean, it, it has three acts. Yeah, it's a very clear say, three act. Right? Yeah. And, and there is a way that these monsters are resurrected and then killed. Yes. So, yeah. Which makes sense. And it makes sense. So 
That's the thing. There's the, no the monsters in do, this story. Yeah. In that in that part, there's yeah. <laughs> what, what, what the aliens plan, we can yeah. we can. We're not talk at the about. plan yet. But, we can talk about but that. Even, yeah. even the aliens having control of how like deadly the monsters are with their ray. Yeah, is also interesting. Yeah, and how they're like, oh, if we just flip the switch, you, there's nothing you could do. Like, yeah. oh shit. I, I like it that one of them malfunctioned. Yeah, oh, that's like, the best. Like, yeah. it's just like drop it, and it will break the communication. Well, she lets him in, right? Yeah, and then she's like, I can't. It's getting too close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Oh, it's incredible. That's great. For, for a superior race, they don't have great security at their front door. They don't have great anywhere. <laughs> worst, worst boss in in the galaxy. I, I, I love, I love John Breckenridge as as the ruler. The ruler. Just so like, what the fuck, guys? Why aren't you getting this? Like, it's a, it's just it's, unbelievable. And he looks the same as everybody else. I read somewhere that they the makeup artist wanted to do contacts. Elongate their face, and Ed Wood said, "Nah, we don't really." Have time. <laughs> and so he said, "I don't want to be on this movie anymore." The that's makeup exactly. artist, <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. Apparently, he even like drew up all these like renderings for like what each of the three of them would look like. Yeah, and, and he's, was, like, he's like, "No, don't worry about it." Yeah, didn't even have a conversation. That's amazing. just like, no, no, no. We're just gonna say that they sound different. Uh, did Joey? Did you watch it in color or black and Both. white? Okay, I was only able to find. Color version. If you and, on YouTube, I found a black and white uh, one. Ah, okay. So the first one you search when YouTube is one of the pay ones. Mm. But then if you scroll down, someone put it up there. It's it was oh, a crappy okay. version. Yeah, so yeah. he's uh, Pluto had the Pluto um, and the Roku channel had the colored had the colorized one. version. So that's the only one I watched. The colored one is fascinating. It, you know what? I because we talked about this makeup thing. The best the best part about the color version. Is when uh, Jeff, right? That Jeff is the Jeff Trent, the, the Trent, pilot. The pilot yeah. When Jeff slaps Eros, yeah. For a set, for like a minute, his face is green. green. It's green, right? Green. Yeah. So like it like reverts like back flashing. to his like alien yeah. form, and then like eventually it fades out to yeah. the to the flesh color. I'm like, oh, that's really. It. I wonder if like that was something Ed Wood intended had it been in color, right? It was just, yeah, it was just, that was, that was, you, cause usually I'm, if a movie isn't black and white, keep it black and white. We don't need to colorize it. But like for that part alone, I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty red. Yeah. It was cool. Then I was like, oh my God, he's going to be green the rest of the time. And then he was not green. And then he He went away for like an eighth of a second. And then, then, and then he told the woman to shut up. What, what was the time difference of, so the grave robbers get killed the night of, the ghoul no, man's... It's hard, it's hard to say day and night. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the biggest... Um... The day and night is the LVP. I put it out there right <laughs> yeah. now. It's... Because there's literally times where people are walking in the dark following someone in the light. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, so, okay, so the grave robbers get killed post-burial. Yes. And then yes. get left until the man gets hit by the car and goes, ah, off so screen. For a, for a couple of days, they couldn't find it. They couldn't find them. Yeah. Right. So they were just there and didn't decompose. And they like, look like a raccoon got him. Yeah. Or, yeah, Bobcat or whatever. Mountain Lion. Um, I, I also thought that was a brilliant way. Like, he had... So Ed Wood had that footage of Lugosi. 
and then Lugosi passes away, and then he's doing this film, and he's thinking, okay, I, I want, I, ha- I have to put Lugosi in this film, yeah. but he's not alive anymore. So now, how do I like make him? Not, well, actually, he didn't need him to be alive, but he wanted that character <laughs> to be dead so that he could resurrect the right. old man. Right. So he doesn't do it in any. He basically just does it off camera. Yep, with which is so sound smart. Effects. I was like, yeah. oh man. Damn, that was you, easy. You, you, yeah. got, you got to make, yeah, you make, you make do. And you know, it's, it's very, sit, it's very sitcom-y, right? Stop, where like, stop wow. footage. Yeah, it's very sitcom-y where like you watch the characters looking at something they can't afford to show, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was that because you can't show him getting hit by the car because he's right. been dead already. Right. right. And then, and then you just have some B-roll of an ambulance driving down yeah. Hollywood Boulevard. Which is great. Yeah. I honestly love that part because the narration at that part, I'm like, all right, like I need, I need the narration to end. He narrated a lot of it, yeah. But that that was the worst, and you're like, but that was the last time he would ever leave the house. Like I, we know he's not coming home. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I st- when I, so I first start the movie, I'm listening to Chriswell. I'm like, this is this is fine. This isn't the worst movie ever. And then the opening credits, I'm like, this is cool. Right yeah. on yeah. the tombstone. And then the grave diggers and the um, uh, there's actually a line I think Chriswell says something about it. It was sundown and it was also sundown on the man's heart. And I was like, <laughs> man, this is poetic. All right, what's what's the big deal? And then maybe like ten minutes into it, I realized his voiceover is killing it for me. It was so good bad. for it's tough. thirty seconds. Yeah, but then the fluctuations and the um, inflections, I was like, stop talking. It just, it just did and he not does stop, stop talking yeah. for like. The middle of it, yes. and then he comes back at the end. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I forgot this guy. Was <laughs> I think the narration is He's good. Like, well, well, I don't know. That's good. So the first part is good. The narration at the funeral works. Yeah. Then it has the it's second not. the funeral's it, over, that has to be it. 100%. because it's it set it's set up. It kind of caught you up to where. Yeah, it's great. It, it, yeah, because the the beginning part bringing him in to the future. We're in the future. We should care about the future because we're going to the future. Yeah, I like it all. Like I yeah. think that's cool. And then like having that continue fine. But once he's walking out of the house, the last time he's ever going to walk out of the house, like, all right, now I'm not an idiot. (laughs) Like, at some point, you got to trust that, like, you know, the next it's going to be like, well, he's flying a plane. (laughs) There's, yeah, I mean, I know, Joey, you're you're a big, you're a big proponent of the director trusting an audience. Very much so. (laughs) I really get bothered when I, because I feel like it's like, don't pander to me. Like if people can't figure out what you're doing, then it's just not for them. And that's okay. I think what, I think Ed Wood thought that he was so, I think part of it was Ed Wood thought that his movies were so like deep that he's like, I need to explain these to, I need to explain this to people or otherwise everyone's going to be lost. Yeah. Everyone's not going to be able to catch up with, with this mind meld of a movie. Yeah, but like I think the beginning part with Chriswell, where it's just like the close up to Chriswell, I think that's good. It's a cool opening. Yeah, I don't be like going through the actual like word by word of it. It's it's messy, but like the oh, idea of it sure. is it's a cool opening. Though. But it's I like, like fun, and like he's like yeah. a crazy enough character where like he could pull. I like I think it's like a clever thing. Yeah, right. Uh, well, one of the things I I love is you have Chriswell, you have Tor Johnson, you have Vampira, you have um, Vampira. You have uh, Bella Lugosi. It's like this group of outcasts mm-hmm. and Ed yeah. Wood because they have done more than one picture with him, right? Mm-hmm. So when I see 
um, Chriswell as the voiceover, all I think is like, okay, Edward's just like throwing him a bone, and Chriswell's throwing him a bone. Like exactly. they just need, they're just working together because yeah. they like to make movies together. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't make sense that he's like he doesn't have to be in it, but it's just cool how they all did. They work together on multiple things. It's yeah, it's kind of just like one more ride in the sun kind of thing, <laughs> where like they're just going to do it as, as much as they can, just like to stay semi relevant, to stay kind of you know in the public eye a little bit more. You know, it's it works. Yeah, and I don't know. I th- I think there's something to that, like because then you have chemistry, and chemistry always helps. Because yeah. I knew nothing about Vampira. Like, I've seen this movie many times in the past, but I never really paid much attention to her. She had a TV show. Yeah. Which I did not know. She had, like, this, like, yeah. regular, consistent TV show. And yeah. then Ed Wood was like, hey, we're doing this thing. And she was like, awesome, let's go. Yeah. And that's, I love that. Yeah, and then the then the 80s, you had, like, Elvira that came along. Yeah, Elvira, I'm aware of Very yeah. much. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. But Vampira, like, yeah. I knew her from this. I didn't realize that she existed outside of this. As yeah. Like a, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, she was she was an entity for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. which is cool, and like she created the character. Like on one of the Ed Wood documentaries, she speaks about how she was she was from Sweden, and she came over to Oregon, and then she ended up being a model, but was getting like no traction anywhere. Yeah. And then she like found like a bondage magazine, and she was like, you know what, death and sex is cool, <laughs> and she's like, I did that. Next thing I know, I have a TV show. That's amazing. Like right away, and then yeah. like. Ed Wood to it. She's like, I got a career because I saw this magazine. And like, that's awesome. That's amazing. It was just that easy back then. And then, you know, and Bella Lugosi's freaking Dracula getting... Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but by the, I mean, that was in the 30s, so this was, you know, 20 sure. years later. and But still, it's still Dracula. Yeah. His... Dra- Dracula with a heroin habit. It got ugly. I mean, yeah. you could literally... in the, the, the riff tracks, when they're doing the... Um, the, the funeral scene. Yeah. They're like, and you see the heroin kick in now. And yeah. like his face drops. It's like, ooh. <laughs> nice. That relationship is, is something else too because Ed needed him. Like you said, Bella was famous in the 30s and then he's not so famous now in the 50s but yeah. he's, he's an, Ed idolizes him. Right. Mm-hmm. So Ed loves him and need, but Ed needs him in his film so he could use him as a name to get more money, to get funding, to get better actors. Yeah. And Bella needs him because he's going to keep him in yeah. movies, you know? So it's an incredible relationship. It's one of those mutually, like, it's... it's Symbiotic. Symbiotic, that's the word. But it's yeah. kind of toxically symbiotic. It's like the, the parasites who ride on the rhinos because they can't get over the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are people like they clean the they clean the shark's teeth just to get something to eat. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it kind of works for everybody, but it's not always healthy for anybody. Right. He's like Bella Lugosi's son. He's like he's a user. He's an abuser. He's all this, but like Bella Lugosi also wanted to be relevant. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Plan Nine is still playing every year on Joe Jay. Does Dracula play every year on your DVD player? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, Bram Stoker's Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola does. I had, to give, I had to give that a rewatch. I think I, I feel boy I, hates that movie. What's up? I think Kieran hates that movie. Yeah, it's probably fair to say. <laughs> I think. That's probably fair I to say. If I remember correctly. That's, that's a movie that I think I want to give another another give. I've, I haven't seen that in years and years. I watched it a it's few so years fun. ago. It was better than I remembered. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's I'm a not trick. a huge Dracula yeah, like we just, on a thousand and one, we just did Frankenstein. So okay. we're talking about like all the old school monsters, and I think oh, like cool. most people go Dracula, but I probably have him like 
third or fourth in, of those I, guys. I, Wolf, I go Wolfman. Wolfman's my favorite I'm, of the classics. Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein are my favorites. Okay. Then I'm probably Creature of the Black Lagoon. I was going to say. Okay. That is that's first. underrated. Yeah. That I, needs... Yeah. I think that's very underrated. And so like, and then Dracula probably after that. That yeah. needs... Creature of the Black Lagoon needs a modern day retelling. Because it's great. Yeah. It's really it really is incredible how they do some of those scenes yeah. underwater. 100%. Yeah. It's... And that really holds up that movie through time. So, like, I'm not a huge Dracula person, just, like, in general. Okay. Like, I don't... But... But, I mean, I think Bela Lugosi, to have that... Because Ed Wood was a... You know, he watched... He grew up with the monster movies. Yeah, exactly. And, and, like, he and was he the perfect was... age for them. So, it makes sense. He would absolutely obsess and, over Bela Lugosi. Yeah, I mean, he was living his... He was living his childhood dream to direct... Bella Lugosi in a monster in a horror movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, that's such a cool thing. And good for him, man. Like, making it work. <laughs> making it work. I thought it was interesting when, uh, you know, legend has it that the Baptist Church funded this film. Yeah. <laughs> they tricked him. How, or he tricked them. Or and they would trick tricked them, them into right? funding it. He told them it was like this a whole... Christian, a Christian message kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, they get about, like, life and death and stuff. And they gave him a lot of money. Fully funded it. And, like, there's a whole article I found. It's how the Baptist Church got tricked into funding Plan 9. Wow. Like, that's the name of the article. Now, that might also might be a lot of he, revisionists from, like, the church, like, the p- parishioners of the church being like, what are you doing? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got duped. But yeah. he says he was straight up. <laughs> I don't of course know, he man. Does. It, it, I mean, it, it sounds like fraud. It, just, <laughs> it, sounds, like a, it sounds like a crime. I mean, listen. I want Ed Wood. If I have to do a fundraiser, Girl Scout cookies, I want Ed Wood on my team. That's all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Listen, church money's gone to doing much worse things, and so you know what? If it's funding a movie that's going to stay around for a while, let's do it. That's much better use of resources. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, he the the guy's a hustler. Like he's able to get things done because he had no money himself. It's not like because again, so many of these guys. are people who have money and just self-fund things. Whether they're realtors who own half of Vegas or whatever the hell Tommy Wiseau does or own chains of Taekwondo storage, uh, dojos all through Miami who are able to like self-fund right. these things. Yeah. Like He wasn't that. He had to figure it out. Yeah. Also, those are three ridiculous things in a row. Yes. <laughs> that was quite an impressive sentence. <laughs> Like, that sentence out of context might be the most insane thing I've ever said. <laughs> Yet it's all true. It's all true. All true. I mean, yeah, he didn't, yeah, Edward yeah, Ed did not have a, uh, a yeah, trust fund. A, a trust fund or, uh, yeah, or, or, or Taekwondo, or, jo- Taekwondo dojos. Or Iranian money that no one really knows. Y- yeah, well, that. Fourth one. From, from the samurai cop. Yeah, fourth yeah. one. Boom. So, why am I, wait, why am I drawing a blank on the, uh. The Vegas realtor guy. Neil Breen? Neil Breen. There it was. Jay, yeah. Jay, do you know about Neil Breen? Oh, oh my God. You're Jay. coming back for Neil Breen. We're locking yeah. that in. Oh, we're putting you in for uh, Neil, for Neil <laughs> Breen. Oh, man. Yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, you're coming back. That's... that's those that's, are those are great. When they're streaming again, you're coming back for Neil Breen. Neil Breen I, might be the most insane of all of these. <laughs> I might have I might have just have to bite the bullet and buy the hard copies when they're when they available. Then we could do a watch record. Ooh, Me, a com- commentary? Yeah, I always wanted to do that. Yeah, Neil no, Breen's the way to do it. Watching, I would, I would totally do that. All right, that's what we're okay, gonna do. So we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get our hands on uh, on uh, 
We have to do Fateful Findings. Fateful Findings? Or what was that one? The Alien one? Uh, well, he has a new one coming out. He does have a new one coming out. So this guy, he's a, he's a developer in Vegas, made all this money. Or he's like an architect or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like stupid money. And all he does is make these insane movies now. <laughs> Fateful Findings is, is a great one that I want to... Yeah, we, we Fateful Findings is what we should Fateful do. Want, Fateful Findings and Double Down. Yeah. Are, are, the, are the big ones for me. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, okay. All right, we'll, we'll get on that. But, like, Neil Breen loved Edward. Like, there's no way he did it. <laughs> like, the pure insanity of it. You know what? I feel like Neil Breen's such a narcissist that he watched Edward and he's saying, oh, this movie sucks, I can make a better movie. And he didn't. <laughs> he just, I feel like, I feel like that's what it was. so much tuna. There's a lot of tuna. So much fucking tuna. And, I, and we saw his ball sack from yeah. the back. From the from the worst angle. <laughs> saw just floating float, ball floating sack. A, floating in a... <laughs> Floating in a pool. And it just lingered. Like, like, you know when a director really finds someone attractive and they, like, every time that person's on screen, like, the camera lingers, like, an extra, like, few seconds where it's always a little Yeah, weird. it's like what Hitchcock does. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Breen just hit, laid on his balls for, like, yeah, an extra, just, like, 25 seconds. A little, like, a little half second extra of ham yeah, there's, that there's he just, just didn't want to see. It's like, why are we doing this, Neil? <laughs> Again, he's a narcissist. He is a narcissist. Yeah. Um... But I guess you make a movie, you get to put your balls out there. Yes. All right. So can let's can we break down what Plan Nine actually is? Okay. So this, I told you guys, I, I watched the 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 kind of Eros monologue scene about ten times. This. That's week. the one that you were referencing. And you're to? you're breaking it down like a Christopher Nolan movie. Well, because to be completely honest, the first two times I like and I did like my like watches for it, I couldn't have told you what it was about. Yeah. It's very convoluted in and like not a smart like it just got so essentially humans are studying a way to take the atoms from the sunlight and using it as a weapon and the aliens tried to contact the government to say, "Hey, this is bad, and the government wouldn't acknowledge their existence, so they have to destroy them all to save the universe. Or they tried to establish communication, but they tried, so they got blown up instead. Yeah, whatever. But the and... the, U, the U.S. government wouldn't acknowledge it, or whatever happened. Yeah. And the purpose of resurrecting the dead was... What? Like they they wanted to the march in the cap the capitals, the, the capital cities, right? To like show that they how, could to show, but like because I think the idea was wouldn't you? I'm sorry, wouldn't you think interstellar travel would be? The, but that's whoa. their point. That got shut down. They tried that, so now they have to do something with Earth, people on Earth. So instead of killing anybody, they were trying to take already dead people, converting them. Even though some of the zombies did then kill people. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. To show that they can do this so that they don't have to destroy the planet. But that wasn't working fast enough so they're just going to destroy the planet? But, like, what does that... (coughs) What does that... Prove? It doesn't prove anything. That they can can do whatever they want. Yeah, but, like... I don't know. I because didn't didn't the ruler get mad at Eros for the, the public seeing the UFOs? Yes. But like, wouldn't that work in their favor because they now they know yes. that they exist and it they doesn't can, make sense. They can travel interstellarly. Doesn't make sense. 
Uh, Let's remember, this is not the first plan they had. <laughs> There's a reason why they had to get to nine. I wanted plan to one, phone call. Call yeah, yeah, yeah. the president. Yeah. All right, like, not working. Not like, taking our it's calls. Like, uh, it's like plan six is like turn all of the Coca-Cola into Dr. Pepper. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, we're, we're, they're running out of options here. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I even want to know what Plan 10 is. <laughs> that's the sequel that someone's going to make. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but I do, so I do like the whole part of that where he's like, all right, first it was this, then it was this, then it was a gun, then it was a bomb, and then it was, then you could light the air on fire. Like, all right, this is actually following, like, a pretty dangerous yeah. trajectory. Like, Ed Wood and, clearly has, like, something to say here, but then... They don't really understand how the sunbeams work. <laughs> right. But well, that's fine. That doesn't... Because we're dumb humans. Right, but that's yeah. it. But even anyway, the alien... he wasn't talking that's to, That's inconsequential. Like, so he wasn't doesn't talking matter. to, like, quantum physicists. Right, exactly. Either, so. he, no, he wasn't talking to anybody. He was talking to his buddy at the bar. He's talking to a pilot and... But essentially, yeah. okay, they're trying to get the solar night, but that's going to destroy the universe, now, so they have to stop it. Yeah. So, wait, we're... we're were we working on the solar night, or was that was that just like the next? No, they were working on step. it. They, somehow, okay. somehow, maybe during Plan Seven, the aliens figured out that er, the Americans were working on Oppenheimer it. back at it again. And exactly <laughs> with the solar night. Uh, I did like I did like the way that he described it. That Eros described it with the can of gasoline. Yeah, I thought that was and cool. a ball. So like, smart. If you, if you like the ball on fire, it's going to create like a chain reaction to the sun and then destroy the sun. I don't right. think destroying one sun is going to destroy the whole universe, though. The solar system, yeah. Right. Not the galaxy. No, I, I agree. Because stars supernova all the time. All the time. Right? So, right, but how much and, did Ed Wood know about... Oh, zero. Right. Probably. He knows that there's a sun, and it's not good if it blows up. But it's, only, it's, only, it's, not, it's not good for us, No, really. it's bad for us. Like... These other these other guys, I don't know where they're from. Yeah, I think I think they'd be just fine. They're on the same solar system. Exactly. Yeah. But stop being such a stop being such a baby, Eros. He whines a lot. He's a little Eros is a he is a he is a bureaucratic nightmare. Yeah, he's just like he's he's just like like the manager at a DMV or something like that. That's kind of what the vibe I get from him. Yeah. He just hates everyone he works like everyone he has to deal with. Like he has to resent everyone's them. so stupid. Yeah, but, like, but he hates the Earthlings. He yeah, hates them. I, you know what? I don't. I wrote down in my notes. Eros is kind of right. <laughs> yeah, no, Eros. Eros I don't disagree with Eros's <laughs> claims. He's what? What does he say to Tat? What her name was? Tana, right? Yeah. Like oh, we have to kill a few to save to save everyone. So be it. Yeah. Can make it on without breaking some eggs. Eros, Thanos. Have, Whoa. You, ever, have you ever seen them in the Whoa. same room together? They both were purple. <laughs> <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> he, has, he has such a, a great broadcaster voice. Great voice. By the way, maybe one of the best names in Hollywood, Dudley Manlove. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was like, that guy is, I don't care what he does, that guy's, that man's a star. Destined. He's a, he's a star. Destined for fame. It's it's such a it's such a great name. You know what really didn't work? The airplane scenes in just like a nineteen fifties living room. 
with with like half a dinner plate as a steering wheel, and the the co pilot just having a script in front of him. <laughs> the reaction to they couldn't even react react to the light well enough to grab was, your attention. It was they, amazing. Did any of the passengers see? Nah, they're all sleeping. They're all sleeping. Like, what? <laughs> they're, they're they're just they're just. A lot of people just not good at their jobs. No, very, <laughs> very incompetent. Yeah. And then he signs like an NDA and then just breaks it the second he gets home. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that doesn't, uh, I can still talk to my wife about this, right? I saw one and I can't even tell anybody. The army brass is yeah. trying to muzzle me. <laughs> <laughs> and they, what happens? I get muzzled by the top brass. <laughs> the acting is so bad, it's, it's like watching a porn without a porn <laughs> without the payoff <laughs> it's watching porn without porn and it's like a daytime soap opera yeah it, it, it is and that's being mean to daytime soap yeah, operas sure you know what it is because like like the best is like bad daytime soap opera but then you get like the cops who are atrocious yes yeah it's bad i i, I, I yes. think everyone who is who is the most who is the most competent actor out of arrows i thought um well i think jeff trent gets the biggest fattest part he's yeah. the main character if there is one oh, for sure sure yeah right i don't think I don't he's, he's i don't think i don't think he's i don't think he's he's not the worst i don't <laughs> I, I mean like look we're talking about the best it's a low bar oh yeah it can't he, be yeah i mean he i think he might be the best for me i i, I do like arrows I think Eros is the best because Eros is fully committed to something. I think Jeff is just like trying sort of, but just realize he's like a he big, just, good looking guy. But, so but Eros does sound like a 1950s baseball announcer. Right. He's in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and here come the Cincinnati Reds. You know, it's just, and, and I, I still. I think it's between those two. I yeah. think it's kind of where you fall, but I, I think those are the. And that's part of the, and that's why this is such a, you know quote-unquote bad film isn't it because there's nobody to latch on to no. there's no good performance there's right. no good narrative that gets you involved into anything so it's all over the place it's like uh some you know taking your dinner plate and throwing it against the wall <laughs> little peas there's a little spaghetti yeah, but yeah. it's all now stuck together yeah there's, <laughs> there's, exactly there's no there's no like touchstone to it where you can think back on it and it's like, oh, okay, well, at least the cinematography was good or something like that. But it's, it's kind of like what we said, where it's like, it's it stays at a level. It doesn't get any higher, doesn't get any lower. It's kind of just, just, it's just like a solid run. Yeah, and I mean, it's not even like, all right, like the, the, the our people of Earth are good, so you want to root for them. Or they're so bad, you want to root for the bad guy. It's like, you don't, you can't give a shit about anybody. No, there's no protagonist. No. I mean, there's, there's a pre- but like like Jay said, it's like it's not somebody you root for. Like when Paula got kidnapped, I was like, "Oh well, yeah." It's it's the coolest visual tour uh, carrying her. Tour carrying her was great, awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a cool. Like that is that, Paula's. That coming. would make a great T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that. But that that is but that is like a commonly used uh, that is a commonly used trope in horror movies where like. The, the the damsel, just like King Kong, yeah, or just, or just like Frankenstein, yeah. you know, just like a, just holding this limp body, right. like this big man holding a limp and body. And Tor does it great. 
and, yeah. he, and he looks it's so like like you know there's no strings holding her it's this just giant guy big big boy he was made for that role I also love when he arises out of the grave I think yes. it's, it seconds that vampire yeah, I agree. scene where it's one of the more cinematic scenes of the whole movie yeah it's like cut cut hey, let's get him out of there right well, like, like, what is going it's, on it's like, it it's like you getting out of a futon yeah. the, the camera comes up with him but then it doesn't help the poor guy get up. Like, just cut it. It's cool. Right. Like, you don't need to see him being like, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah. Cool, man. Get over here. <laughs> Give me a hand. But yeah, like, I like, because I think the, you know, the, the, the ghoul man, the vampire reveal is the yeah. worst reveal for the monsters. The vampire? Oh. When the he ghoul comes, man. When, when he comes when out he comes of, like, out the, the tomb. I, I think it's so stupid. Oh, because I the like door the... opens, you see him, like, dicking around behind the door. Oh, really? Like the shadows, yeah, it's so bad. Then he comes out and he just—it's like he's not intimidating. It's I not feel, cool I, looking. I feel like it comes at a at a good point though, because at that the timing of it is good. Because, but it's, because it's, at that point, there's only one threat. But it's not effective the way up. they do it. Is well. okay. I, I I don't I don't agree. Yeah, I just I think it's like oh good, great. He's covering his face and walking slowly. <laughs> like the chiropractor comes out. Right. right. I, Dracula's scary when he's like covering his face like the first time, but after he's like chasing someone with his elbow yes, up to his face, you're like, he's not so like maybe he doesn't have any teeth and it's not scary under there. Like, why is he covering <laughs> when, his when face? He, when he, yeah, when he I forgot when to shave. When he, <laughs> when, he <laughs> when he yeah, like when he goes into uh, when he goes into the house and the and the wife is on the bed. Yes, yeah. it's just it just looks really. Goofy. That's right. the problem. More than anything, yeah. yeah. Because like use tore there. Yeah. As going in the house. Because like the vampire has to stay in the kind of graveyard outside. Yeah. He should be lurking in the shadows. Tor is big and scary. He can move slow. Like let him be the one enter the house. Like a slow moving vampire covering his face does not work there. No, especially when you when you know it's supposed to be Bell Lugosi and it's well, clearly not. Well, that, that's the most obvious scene yeah. because it's actually it's bright so it's yeah. like alright this person's a hundred years younger <laughs> so that's part of the problem but you know it works just you know the pilot living at just the edge of the cemetery and breaking NDAs his poor wife just hey. really just getting infantilized this entire time when the cops yeah. are like how's the girl but guys she's an adult yeah or, or the whole thing where like and he's like, oh, uh, baby, you stay in the car. She's like, well, I'd rather feel safer with you. He's right. like, oh, these modern women. And then it's like, no, you stay in the car. Okay. Well, then he says, modern women, they've been like this forever. Like, yes, Sir, yes, that exactly. makes no sense. <laughs> that is that's very such a 19... contradictory. Well, that's such an old school trope of uh, cinema, right? The guy always making the girl do something. Yeah. It's always, especially like even like 40s, 50s. I remember this watching the, the best picture 40s films and it's like, yeah. It's always like a, a uh, for like a guy will make a girl a drink and she's like, nah, I'm not thirsty. And he's like, uh, sure you are, try it. And he's like, nah. She's like, oh, no, I'm good, good. And then he like makes her drink it. Yeah. It's like always. I always see that in films, and it. It's it, here. It's it's, it's, it's a, clear as day right here. Where yeah, where where no means eventually. Right. It's just kind um, of what yeah. yeah that's kind of what it yeah, is. No means. I'm just gonna ask again. Yeah. I mean, this is what people really want to go back yeah. to. I wonder. Yeah, why. they're they're women. They're not magic eight balls. Right. And you can't just like reshake them. That and get a, a, and, a good and, get, and get a different answer. No, no, no. But it's like, you know, the whole thing that they used to do. Like, the guy just ordering the meal. Uh, yeah. She'll have... You know, it's oh, like yeah. Titanic, right? It's like, right. she'll have the lamb chop with uh, very little mint jelly. Yeah. Exactly. I love it also in this movie, 
there, there, a lot of people believe in aliens. A lot, <laughs> and, and a lot of people like know, under the under the radar. Right, yeah. They don't tell everyone they believe. In they, aliens, they, but. Not only do they believe in aliens, but like they know how the ships work. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that one detective was like, "Oh, you see, we had the last time was just the sound, but not the, not, but not the, but not the light. The light doesn't always come." It's like, how do you know, man? Like, where have you been? That is one of my favorite. Is that the 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 cop where it's the lieutenant detective and the yeah. lowly uniformed cop? Yeah, yeah, with a trench coat. And, like and he's just pointing the gun in his face the whole time. Did yeah, you yeah. read the story about that? No. He kept pointing the gun at himself to see if Edward would stop him. Like this is not how people use guns, and Edward never said a word to him. Like at one point, yeah. he's literally scratching his face with the with the gun. Oh my god! And he's doing it on purpose, and Edward never said a word to him. He just starts putting the gun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> So saying the lines like, yeah, you know, sometimes these spaceships uh, I think it was the light line. The lieutenant detective says something to the cop, and the cop says, "Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Guess that's why you're a d- detective lieutenant, and I'm still a uniformed cop." <laughs> I was like, "What a brilliant line!" I don't know why I like that. It's just so absurd. I'm just imagining like the like the NYPD like sergeant's exam. That's like. Does a UFO <laughs> have sound and lights? Yeah. Like, true or false? Brilliant. Uh, like, the, the cops were just... Because one of the... Like, the, the worst cop was a childhood friend of Ed Wood. The guy okay. who keeps getting scared all yeah, the time. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, it's dark. <laughs> childhood friend of Ed Wood. Absolutely. Is that the one that gets, like... Is that the one that gets attacked all the time? Yeah, so he... so. Uh, Paul is in the back of the car. He's smoking a cigarette at the front of the car, looking away from her. Right. And then gets attacked from a very slow tour coming up behind him. Right. Not thinking that somebody could come up from the left or the what right a, or behind. Oh. What a great double-fisted... Yeah, just slam yeah. down, knocked out. That's a big man to be just dropping <laughs> his fist on your shoulder. That's a great way to get knock someone out, it was. Right? It was it was like one of those uh, you know, like those old like Hasbro wrestling figures, the small plastic <laughs> ones, where like right, they were just like swing their arms down. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty perfect. Yeah. Do we do we have anything else to add about the the Eros confrontation? No, I think we went through it because again, I watched it so many times. It's just it's a very funny time for like monologuing. Yeah. Well, villain's gonna monologue, I guess. Yeah, but it's like just. The movie's over, and t- like he does it. There's like nine minutes left of the movie. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, it's just very funny because there is this movie does have, like we said, a beginning, a middle, and an end. I don't know that they're all balanced, but they do have them. Yeah, for sure. I I do think it's so funny that the ruler is just like, you guys suck. I'm just leaving. Like you guys are on your own. Like I'm taking everything else with us. Right. He's like. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> he takes away their ships because yeah, they got caught. Yeah. I feel like Mel Brooks should have directed this film, and that would have oh been Dom DeLuise. He would have been like, <laughs> what's going on here? You oh know, my like, god, I would love that. Can we have that? Can we have Plan 10 by Mel Brooks? I would love oh <laughs> but, can, but can he make it like in 1980? Yeah, black and white. Yeah, like, can, we, can, we, can we make it like in the, like the late 70s? <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Like like Gene, like Gene Wilder's Jeff Trent would oh, be brilliant. Would oh, be brilliant. recast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was funny how he doesn't stop calling the man. You stupid minds, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> headstrong, violent. No use of the mind that God gave you, and I'm and I'm thinking aliens believe in God. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought? I guess. And then and that's then they, the ultimate. And then they bring that up. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, you, thought you were the only one? You yeah. the only... We believe in God. <laughs> I love it. This is great. Um, <laughs> that's actually a really funny, like, it's, idea. It's a really funny concept. Yeah, that, like, Ed, yeah. Would, like, Ed would put that in there. Because, like, that's, it's a clever thing. Like, I wonder if that was because of, like, where he got the money from. Maybe, Maybe, but like it. I wonder if like he threw Maybe, that in yeah. there as a, like that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. smart. Because it doesn't feel earnest. It feels like shots. It kind of does, right? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like. Uh, oh man, I really believe Ed Wood believes in. Uh, no, I'm not. I don't know what he did or did not. But that the way that was put forward makes it more thinking like. Oh well, the whole world's stupid. Yeah, that's how the whole galaxy. It's yeah. like on the same stupid page. Like that's they're making fun of it more. That I think again, this this goes back to our Tiffany the doll conversation, where you're like, how much credit are we going to give? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this yeah, that's a good point. And there's more great lines, in my opinion. I think it's Tana then takes over and is going through the progressions. Is it mad that you destroy each other to save yourself? Is it mad she keeps going yeah. on? I'm like, damn. You know, like you can't argue with those points. No, listen, they, <laughs> it's not out of left field. That they're these not. Aliens... They're not wrong. Like, this is very Cormac McCarthy esque <laughs> in terms of. But I do it's think like, it's like the Judge in Blood Meridian. Just yeah, that is where Cormac got the greatest <laughs> American novel yeah, of all that, time. That, that's, that's where he got it. He from. Got, but yeah, I love that idea, especially coming from someone who was in the military, who fought in a vicious battle. Yeah. And, like, how he kind of looks at hubris. It's very interesting. And, and just, and just, and also, like, the gung-ho, jingoistic yeah. country that, that he's, you know, that he's living in now that he fought for. And, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I like when the alien refers, when the alien says... I could turn on the televisor and we could watch your girl being taken away. <laughs> and then they all look to the left. I love that. <laughs> yes. And it's like, it's like, where are these cameras? Like, where are they? like in the middle of a graveyard. But I think it's a cool, What is that, a drone chat? It's like, a cool way they do it. They literally just all look to the left. It's like a sitcom again. Like, I yeah. think that's really funny. Well, listen, we, uh, you listen, Americans always know where the TV is. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it could be on an alien ship. You would know where to look. When um, the, the military guy, he goes, visits? That would indicate visitors. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, that conversation was that huge, like, exposition. Yeah. Dump. Yeah. I don't know. That guy does not work. The, the, the military, the lieutenant yeah. or whatever? Yeah. I mean... But you, you needed some kind of representation 100%. for that. That felt like I don't know where. Okay, so like Eros Dudley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that guy saw was on and like really was like I'm gonna make this a thing. He's, he's chewing it up. Yeah, the military lieutenant guy was like, no, I, like I'm gonna do this. But I wonder if uh, that was his. If if he made the choice to be more stoic because of his, it doesn't work. Well, I'm not saying it. No, works, no, I know, but, but I. I, I I just think like the with something like Ed Wood and what he's put in front, like you need to you need to chew it up a bit. <laughs> you need to be like Patton. You need to be like George C. Scott. I mean, if you would have came in like George C. Scott, that, that would have been, been amazing. amazing. And then the rest of the movie would have sucked. Yeah, yellow belly. Yeah, yellow. This is also right before um, the day the Earth stood still, right? Nineteen fifty-one. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of piggybacking off of this aliens trying to. Take over by because they have to save the idea. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. Because then what the whole thing was like they visited a small. They did this in a small town in the past. We'll just never admit it, but they did it in a small town. They killed and whatever. And then was, was, it was like a big thing, yeah. right? So like you know it's, that's that's smart because that's probably that could be a like direct reference. 
I'll have... bet my badge right now. We haven't seen the last of these weirdos. Well, I love, uh, is it what? <clears throat> Let's see. Get your guns ready. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. If a little green man pops out at me, I'm shooting first and asking questions later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, did he invent that? That whole line, shoot, shoot first, ask questions That's later. Amazing. I think it's been I around love, forever. That I love line. that. That'd be amazing if that, if that was the origin. <laughs> There's another line. Clint Eastwood saw that. He's like, I'm going to say this in this, every movie I've ever in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um... I mean, if we're going through lines, Paula says to him, I've never seen you in this mood before. And he says, I guess that's because I've never great been line. in this mood before. <laughs> it's a great line. <laughs> Who wrote this? Aaron Sorkin? <laughs> God. And what, what did the ruler? This gives me a plan. Put the big one away. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even the best plan they got. There's more plans after this. There, yeah, there are some really, really terrific lines. <laughs> the plan is far from successful. Like just shitting on the plan is, as it's going I, on. I, yeah, listen, it just it does. The the other the other plans must have really sucked. And I think Eros's best line: "The Earth people who can think are so frightened by those who cannot." That's awesome. Yeah, that is a very effective line. That's that is awesome. true. It is relevant now. Yes, it that's is. Like, uh, that's like Einstein. Well, whoever said it. Um, but the most dangerous thing is not evil men who do evil things, but good people who do nothing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like basically saying the people that could save the earth aren't doing it because they're afraid to stand up to, to the, the dumb, to the dumb right. people. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's so many idiots. There's <laughs> that number. It's a lot of idiots, and people pander to the idiots. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, impo- it's really difficult to win an argument with a smart person. It's impossible to win an argument with a dumb person. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Good one. Joey R. <laughs> that's a t-shirt. That's a, that's a t-shirt. And just me doing a super kick on the back. <laughs> it's like you carve your face on Mount Rushmore. Because I remember hearing about it before I saw it. And people were like, oh, it's like the best band movie. It's like the original cult movie. Like all these things. And I was right. like, sure, sure, sure. It's 50 years old. Like whatever. Yeah. I watched it. I'm like, I get it. Like, yeah, I, I, I totally. get it. It's, it, it's, it's earned. It stands the test of time. And it's, uh, it says something that it's so... The reason why it's, like, the best, worst film is because it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. If it yeah. was an awful film and it was boring and stupid, it would have got forgotten. Yeah, for and sure. 100%. It also helps that Ed Wood did more than one film, wrote more than one book. If this was a one-and-done type of guy, it would have been forgotten. Oh, well, he was just a flash in the pan. It's the fact that it's this, he's got a proven track record of filming like this. So. Yeah. You give him the worst director of all time, not because he's necessarily the worst director who made the worst film, but he's got so much under his belt, and he's got such a big resume that he's he stands out like a sore thumb to <laughs> anyone, anyone doing the rankings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you you can also credit the movie Ed Wood too, yes. with like kind of very important bringing awareness of of Ed Wood and his legacy to. You know, generations down. And it's the a great line. movie, right? Yeah. And he's in that movie. It talks so much about the first time I thought I thought it was going to be like a making of Plan Nine, but it's about all so much about his movie. So it's so much more interesting. No, it's great. Edward's great. He's all so he made Glenn and Glenda in 1953, originally titled "Changed My Sex." There it is. Jailbait, which I don't know anything about. Doesn't it's, sound doesn't sound great. Not going to watch that. <laughs> not, not googling that either. No. Nope. Um, then he did Bride of the Monster. Okay. The Violent Years. Then he did Plan 9. 
And then um, it was supposed to be a TV show, Final Curtain. Okay. They did Night of the Ghouls. The Sinister Urge, which this is where he gets into the exploitation stuff. Okay. Um, and then, you know, Orgy of the Dead. Yeah. And he gets real exploitative after this. Then it's like, take, in the, take, in, take it out and trade. Um, and Wood is in it as a transvestite again. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I think this is where, ne the Necromania is where, this is in the 70s and it's... They said he wrote something like 80 sex crime stories. Yeah. Yeah, 80s. That, yeah. At this point, he's just... Yeah. And he was selling just, them for like $1,000 a book. And just, just churning them out. Yeah. Needs that money. Yeah, he's after the, you know... You're not making a ton of residuals on Plan 9. And Jailbait, I can't even imagine what that made him. No, I'm, I'm, I don't want to look that up. Nope. I'd rather not. I want to get a hold of the oral biography by Rudolph Gray in 92, Nightmare of Ecstasy. It's supposed to be, a, a, like, what? I couldn't find of, that one at all. The 94 Edward film, I think. Yeah, that, that's where, like, it'll be. There's brought, it, brought Edward back. Yeah, and that's 90s. where that really started. Because there's there's a companion piece for the DVD that I watched. It's on. It's broken up on YouTube in, like, third, 20 different spots. But that's it comes the saucer, with sauces over at yeah. Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, and then there's um, there's a documentary. It's either Ed Wood, it's like Edward R. Wood Jr., The Haunted Life or The Haunted Life of Edward okay. R. Jr. And it's all pretty much just like all cold stars and guests and whatever, and family. And um, it's very interesting. He's an interesting person. But oh, for sure, yeah. He's insane. Yeah. And, like, the, he's, I you like... He can't be normal and make, and make this. Yeah, and, like, he, but, like, he clearly was someone who was, uh, this is the thing I was going to do. If you, if you work with me, you'll like me. If you get in my way, I'm going to fuck you over. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Like, he was very singularly driven for someone who, like Jay said, could very easily have ended up just a complete loss to history. It's, I, I think it's this movie that, that sets him apart. 100%. You know, I, I guess any, being involved in any kind of history is good. It, you know what I mean? You have a legacy. Yeah, like, yeah he's yeah. a le legacy. That's Tim Burton what, yeah. made a movie about you... 35, 36 years after you made your best, the best worst movie ever, the, one of the first cult movies ever, 30 some, a new generation is now learning about you from a major motion picture. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And there's this sort of admiration for him, not, you know, not for right. his work, but for that passion that we keep 100%. talking about. And yeah. I think Burton maybe mentions like, it's sort of like this innocence to it, the filmmaking idea. Like, yeah. oh, we're making films. I was get the sense you know did edward want to be the best director or was he just in love with being a director i think i think he just wanted to make his own movies i think he he had something to say and he went out and he did it right he wasn't a craft guy but, like he wasn't right. trying to he wasn't studying the art of filmmaking right, right. but he is an artist 100 right? oh, for sure 100 after everyone stops giving him money he still creates 80 stories yeah you know exploitative yes 100 yeah. short stories yeah he cannot stop creating very creative he's an artist 100 when he got a job at a, as a bartender or, probably got a lot better or, you know yeah, yeah delivery guy but he sits there in in filth and alcoholism and poverty and writing is what he wants That's, to do and he even talked they, they even talk about it. a bunch of people said like his apartment was so filthy at the end he wouldn't invite people over because he was just so embarrassed but he was just he was drinking and writing that was all he was My doing God, yeah. Yeah. but no the guy's an artist he just wasn't concerned with the craft of it like he was just such like the expression of it more right. than the craft exactly right. yeah with just unbridled enthusiasm right yeah right because i i like the way he likes he's 
the Burton almost like uh, like that naivety with it almost. Yeah, and Johnny Depp plays that so good, up. so yes, well. You know, yeah, yeah, he plays it so well. Yeah, that's kind of like his. That's like the core I get from that from his portrayal of Ed Wood. Yeah. Because the one thing, all the documentaries I watched and stuff, the one thing I couldn't find was, like, Ed Wood interviews. Because I wanted to see yeah, him talk. Like, seriously. how he actually sounds. Yeah, I, yeah. And I couldn't find anything. I know, like, right? I, I felt like one of the things had, like, a clip. Like, they watched a clip of him talking about something. But it was for, like, it was, like, five seconds. And it wasn't, like, I wanted to see him talking. Because I'm interested yeah. to see how he puts things out. Yeah, I know. I know. That was, that's something we'll never know. Because, like, I, that's, and I was, like, actively searching for it. And, like, it just, it's not really there. Well, I guess all you can do is just hope that Johnny Depp. I, 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 I have a feeling that Burden and Depp did their research. Yeah. Um. Um. You know, on Ed Wood. So hopefully it's as close as you can get. Yeah. But but even if it's not, that's how it is to me, and that's how I choose to believe it. Like that's I mean, how I choose to think that he sounded and all that. So. Yeah. So you're going Ed Wood on us. It's your your vision, no matter what anybody else yeah. sees. This is what <laughs> I it. want to so believe. It's, it's about the big picture. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Suspension people. of disbelief. <laughs> That's I, it. Whenever anybody anyone disagrees with me, ever suspension of disbelief. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> this, I have one more note for the aliens. Yeah. Grant. I love when aliens have their own handshakes without touching <laughs> hands. I love it. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the cross of the arms. Yeah. Like in a dude wears my car, the Zoltan. Yeah. And, uh, just anytime they do something without actually having to physically touch, I'm like, that's such a typical stereotype. They it. just they don't, like, they don't like germs. They don't like <laughs> smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they saw uh, respect. Coming. But they also do something like if they're coming like high fiving, it takes away like suspension of disbelief. Right. They're from somewhere else. Right. They have different customs. It's perfect. It'd be weird if like, they like zap each other up. Like yeah. like he like they like chest bump. They they might as well at this point. They're so close. They're human beings in in outfits. Yeah. Poor. Uh, you're flesh and blood, and you look like you're a lot of flesh. Well, yeah, it looks like a lot of bone. Poor Harry Thomas, the original makeup guy. <laughs> he's, probably, he's glad he dodged that bullet. I think I that. think he knew. I think the writing was on the wall. It's like I'm not going to be happy here. Which right. is so ironic because Ed Wood by Tim Burton wins a Best Makeup Oscar. That's so good. <laughs> that's really funny. Right? That is that's really brilliant. That's such yeah. Like Harry Thomas's daughter was like, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like good. you, he, that's all he talked about the rest of his career. <laughs> this stupid guy. <laughs> yeah, I think what, was that, was that V. Neal maybe that did Ed Wood? I know V. Neal does a lot of um, Tim Burton stuff. Oh, she's, really? She's great. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So what was, uh, well, you said you were enlightened. Yes. This morning by it. Oh no! I, I no. It was just because the first time I watched it, I had no idea what I was going to do for all for these categories. Card categories. I had no idea. I was like, I don't know who the MVP is. I don't know who the LVP is. And then I gave it the 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 patented Grant five a.m. rewatch, uh, the five thirty rewatch, and it was just like the second the second time around, it just like opened up. Just like everything, just like was clicking into place. Mm-hmm. There was no nothing like got like prophetic out of it. It just yeah. worked. It just like it how just, many times you seen this before? Only, only once or twice a while okay. back. No, this, this isn't a movie that I'm like I'm all that familiar. I'm oh, more familiar okay. with like Ed Wood than I am. Oh really? Movie, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, 
Well, it's so, really good. Yeah, so I so I haven't okay. seen so I haven't seen a lot of it. So I was basically going in going in pretty fresh. Yeah, and watching it to actually talk about it is way different than like, wow, this is insane. Watching watching it through a critical yeah, lens, it's, it's, it, it sounds so fucking pretentious when we talk about Plan Nine, but like that's what we do. Right. That's yeah. that's the way we're looking at it. Yeah. Let's pretend we're on BPC for a second here. Yeah. How do we feel about the pacing of this film? Because I think there's. It's pretty good. It's paced like a <laughs> paced like a rocket. It doesn't rest, right? And it's only an hour twenty. So I'm like, I'll watch that again tonight. It, I, like, by, this it is, doesn't breathe. This I is, think it could have slowed down be, at times. Like, yeah. I, to be completely honest, well, it, yeah. halfway through, I'm like, guys, give us a stupid like. Let, let's just breathe. Let's let a scene linger a little too long yeah. in the cemetery. Like, let's do something. Because it is just like bang, 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 bang. I mean, we talked about this too, or this movie. The legacy of this movie is intact partly because of how it's not boring. No, you know there are a lot of there are a lot of bad movies that I've watched and they're like, oh my god, this just it, like it feels like a two and a half hour movie yeah. and it's eighty minutes. This movie is a roller coaster. Yeah, it just it just shoots you right out. Yeah, I, I think it's paced great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just it's just cult movies in general. Like, they're so fun, and there's such, like, a funness, and there's just a different community to them than, you know, like, mainstream movies. So, like, oh, when yeah. you connect with it, and then you watch it, you're like, oh, I get why this has been a thing that people have talked about for this long. It's for sure. great. To me, this is why horror is my favorite genre, because you can get away with campiness yes. and, and hilarity, and you can laugh at a... At a bad horror film and still love watching it every year yeah 100% if it was a drama you, you can't couldn't get away with this shit if it's a comedy if you're not laughing or even if you're like that's dumb and it ages it's yes so like and horror you could do the social commentary at the same time as being like campy and sticky and making everyone laugh there's just so many elements of a horror film that are possible that's why horror is the best because it's it's broad you get to say something but also it's usually low budget it's usually like like texas chainsaw massacre it's saying a lot and they were like hey we don't have much of a budget let's find actors who live within three miles of the place we're shooting yeah. and let's entertain right let's yeah say like, something entertain right say yes something. these characters like you know oh there's there's no character development in texas chain no that's not the point of the movie that is not the point of the movie no, like, the, whole, the whole point is meet us murder that's right. the point of the movie we're going to a place kids are going to get killed it's making a point about the director's vegetarianism yeah. Yes, we're not. Like, that's not the point. Like, and so, like that's why horror is the best. We, I, just, we just need a lot of chicken bones. Right. We're yeah. going to hang them. And then we we're got to throw chicken bones in the living room. Right. So, I don't know. But uh, I, no, you're right. And campiness works. Like, campiness. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, it's... It, it, horror really takes all kinds where you could do something... Well, like, like look at the Evil Dead franchise where the first one, the they, they try to make a sincere horror movie. The second one is they up the camp. They up the up the camp to eleven, and then Army of Darkness is basically a comedy. Yeah, you know, like a like a like a medieval. Yeah, they go full monster out. monster like, comedy. Yeah, so it, it but like but then they but come back to the twenty thirteen reboot right and go bloody crazy. Yeah, and, and then, then Evil Dead Arise to another terrifying. Yeah, right, and then this year just the new one like they and it's great. Yeah, it's funny you bring it's Sam Raimi up because. Drag Me to Hell is one of my favorite horror films. That's a, yeah, that's it's thrilling. Great. He yeah. balances scaring he, the shit out of me and making me and laugh Cam. so well. He's he, he special. He might be the best at 
doing both. Yeah, yeah because he it's would, hard. He would. I would love a Sam Raimi version of Planet Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah. Holy but, shit! Like, so I, would, now you do. I would. But love does he get that. a twenty million dollar budget? <laughs> I would. Yeah. Let's start a GoFundMe right now. But like, imagine like because you know the Ramy the 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 Raimi, like the famous camera shot where he like goes at full close to the face and like around the face as things are coming like imagine that's yeah. Tor <laughs> Tor's character right Clay yeah. as like the zombie yeah that would be amazing yeah it's yeah, yeah Sam Raimi I feel like Sam Raimi would be my first option to direct he'd be my first choice to direct the reboot the, yeah the, the oh re- 100% but you know I, I think there's so much why horror is such like a cult has cult like followings because there's things that you know there's a difference between like mainstream horror and horror, there's, horror. There's, there's something for everybody yeah and people can find um i feel like this works a lot too it it, it sounds weird saying that's in a hor- in horror genre but there's a lot of relatability in horror oh yeah that you don't get everywhere else no because there's it, it's a lot of times just like real people up in it a little bit just to be a, in, a, in a bad situation yeah yeah right. and like because you get to really say like what would I do in that situation? In this ridiculous situation, like, what would you do where, you know... Plus, like, the people have different sense of humors, but usually everyone's afraid of the same thing if you get deep enough. Yeah. Right. So either... On, like, a base level. So you rarely watch a film where someone's like, that wasn't scary, and the other person... And you're like, that was really scary. It's usually somebody who just says, I don't like scary movies because it's <laughs> too scary. Right, yeah. So it's always, like, the two person is like, I like scary movies, they're scary, and then it's like, I hate them, they're too scary. You rarely right. find someone who's like, they just don't do it for me. Right. They're never scary yeah. enough. And it's like... But, like, but like Anchorman doesn't work for everybody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's... Because, you know, and even within horror, there's the jump scare horror... And, and then there's like the, the slow burn. There's the there's the tension building, right? Suspense, right? suspense. Like these horror movies aren't all horrifying, right? Like there right. are the suspense ones, like and those are still horror. And there's there. the, so the, the, yeah. the accessibility of horror is just some people just don't want to be scared, don't want to be tense because life is stressful. So why the fuck do you want to do it? It's such a first world medium. Yeah, it's like why people like roller coasters, right? Yeah, because we, because we don't we don't have that adrenaline. Spike anymore because we're not getting hunted by lions. Right, we're not running so from like, lions, so we need so to. So like uh, we we need to like find that like that thrill somewhere else. Right, but like in safety, and that's why horror movies yeah. are. Yeah, because because you're at a because you're in a, a leather reclining seat. <laughs> yeah, with like a with a medium popcorn. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get to the award section, the much anticipated award section. MVP. Jay, who is your MVP? My MVP is Tor Johnson as Inspector Clay for ah. his iconic face. His look. The look, it, uh, it really, I think it's a, a really famous Halloween mask. Okay. Which um, I read, and I, it's pro- I've probably seen it a hundred times, but yeah. it didn't click for me. Right, it's just a scary mask. And he pulls it off 100%, so who, that's my who needs Who needs a makeup artist when you have Tor Johnson? You know? <laughs> Seriously, it's great casting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joey, what's your MVP? Dudley Manlove as Eros. Dudley he, Manlove. He has all the heavy lifting of this movie. He has the monologue. He has the monologue. Yeah. And honestly, he tried the hardest. Okay. Like, I think he was 110% committed to what, what the hell was going on in front of him. Love it. He's my MVP. Studly man love. Um, and mine is Ed Wood. 
Yeah, all right. The man who made it all possible. Somebody needed to pop out, but I, I, I had to. Um, Very nice. LVP, Joey. I'm very curious to hear who your LVP is. This is something that normally doesn't bother me in like good movies, but it destroyed me here. The day to night <laughs> continuity was insane. Okay, and it really, like, literally at time there was a monster in the darkness chasing someone. Well, chasing in like S- California daytime. Yeah, it was really stupid to watch and really just threw me off. Wow. Okay. Well, we're, we're, if I had to pick a person, it would be the beat cop who didn't know that people could come up from behind them. That's fair. He's the worst of the actors on the screen. Well, listen, we're, we're going to talk about another movie later that has Bad Day for Night. So Stop it. That is absolutely fu- <laughs> And you know what? To be completely honest, I almost didn't put that as LVP because I was like, if he fucking does that, fucking nonsense. Oh, you know. <sighs> um, great. Great callback, though. Uh, Jay. Uh, the pay? LVP for me was the pilot's acting when they first see the light. Ooh, that's fair. kind of the moment of the film where I'm like, okay, we're now getting into why this was bad. <laughs> <laughs> this, the, the acting in general is so bad. It cut, you can't make a good movie. You can't hide right. bad acting. Yeah. No matter what. 100%. So the acting in general ruins this film, even if everything else was perfect. Okay. All right. My LVP is, this is something we didn't really we talk about. Because the plan itself isn't great, isn't kind of fully realized... At the end of Criswell's first monologue, he talks, he, he says the term grave robbers from outer space. Yeah. I and stole that from my thing. And that's such a better title than Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yes. My LVP is that I wish that was the title. Because it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it should be. It yeah. should be that. You know, it's a title that could still be a cult movie. I agree. Yeah. And it's just, it just it's way more catching. 100%. Because I think Plan 9, people think. Well, they think Planet Nine, yeah. all sorts and of things. It's, yeah, it's just Grave Robbers from Outer Space. I want like that's a cool title. Like I would love to see that band. Like yes, it sounds like that's a great brilliant. band. Like Guar's Openers. Ooh, brilliant! All right, um, Damn. we can do uh, participation trophy time. I'll go first. Uh, and my participation is Tom Mason, who, who is Bell Lugosi stand-in. <laughs> he knows his role. It's, but it's also just like, it made me chuckle every time I saw it. Like he made me enjoy the movie so much more. His spray painted hair stood out. Oh, it's great! It's great. I love it. And everybody is aware, right, that uh, Lugosi's. He, I think so. Yeah. The scenes where he's not showing his face is Ed Wood's wife's chiropractor as, yeah. as yeah. a double. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, I mean. All the Ed Woods, all the Lugosi stuff just being filmed even before this was, but just doing filming stuff and just like just putting in the random shots of a dead man in there's Probably like smell this wild. flower outside of yeah. Tor Johnson's right. house. Dead in a funeral. <laughs> yes. While is, your wife is watching. Is, is uh, participation the same as most competent? No. no. Okay. Okay. My participation yeah. is Ed Wood. Oh, okay. Cop out with it, but I needed That's Edward right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is just, you know, it's the it's the um, it's the magnum opus of a wild, wild director. This is and writer. this is his. Yeah, yeah. This is his. Glenn and Glenn one. is better. Glenn okay. or Glenn is better. Okay, but not as much fun, not as memorable. Yeah, not as uh, ridiculous. 
I mean, it's not the zeitgeist as no, much. not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Jay's the only person I've ever talked to who's ever seen it before. I have not seen it. Yeah. Jay, what's your, strings? what's your participation? Um, it was Ed Wood's writing. Okay. <laughs> it's, it it's makes great. it yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. You're, it's it your engaged. It makes you laugh. It, 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 yes, Ed Wood's writing. It's not... You don't come across writing like that every day. <laughs> ever. Quippy dialogue. It's unique. He's a unique guy. Yeah, for sure. All right. Now, there's, there's where we do the biggest what-the-fuck moments and the most competent moment. So, Jay, what's your biggest what-the-fuck moment? So I'm watching the film from the beginning. Everything's great. The voiceover's great. The grave robbers are going to shovel in the, the dirt. Then I see the flying saucer. I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. But everything was fine until Inspector Clay dies. And then five seconds later, he's having a funeral in the cemetery. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What day is this? And is this happening all in five minute right. time? Right. I get why he did it, you know? But it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> They're like, well, he's already here. We might as well just throw him in the cemetery. Right. Yeah. Or like you're saying, the pacing is so fast that he doesn't even give us a break to settle down. Maybe he thought there were a few days in between right. of this. But yeah. he won't but tell you. It's right. like the same thing with the opening funeral and then the old man dying. Yes. Like, is that, does that happen that afternoon? It's Yes, honestly. it's You don't know. Right. It's what the fuck. The, the, pace, the pacing... And, it's, and, it's, a little, and it's a little too and, fast. And yeah. Vampira is in the audience watching this this funeral go on. It's like what? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. The fuck. Make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one for me. Uh, mine, mine is anytime the tombstones get knocked over. <laughs> it's just like somebody falls down and like the cross just like suspension of disbelief, Grant. I know, but it's just yeah. No, but 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 I I mean I I say that, but I I love. Everything about I it. I get it. Yeah, but it's, still, it's, it, it works both ways. Yeah, um, mine is the air, when they're the two scenes where they're flying. Yeah, because it looks bad. You could see like boom mics. At one point, you see it. What looks like someone walk be, like in the shadows. It's amazing. It looks so bad. It's so stupid. At no point does that look like a cockpit at all. It looks like a low budget high school play. But or like, like a, a shitty eighth, eighth, low, eighth, like yeah. eighth grade play, yeah, right. And it was like their first time, and like the students were putting it on, yeah, like yeah. it's so bad. And like that's the only time where I'm like, all right, we're not even trying here. <laughs> yeah, I will say that looked a lot better in black and white than it did in the colorized version. I bet, like I the bet colorized version, it's like stupid. In the black and white, it just lacking it just looks it just like looks it lacks you're like all right it's just bad set design yeah in the colorized version it's like it stands stupid. out yeah 100 percent. okay um jay what's your most competent moment when tor johnson raises out of the grave okay and you kind of think all right it's got a sense of lighting in him the lighting and that's cool it's got a sense the of under, framing like the under lighting yeah you're in the framing and because he's got a shot here, and then <laughs> and then he he holds on for a, a couple of seconds too long, and you're like, no, nope, yeah, he yeah, lost me. Yeah, Tor, Tor, yeah, yeah, Tor Johnson getting out of a beanbag, <laughs> <laughs> just, just just a tiny hammock that's yeah. hung a little too high. Yeah. Um, 
My most confident. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I like the way the UFOs look and watching them fly across the scene. Oh, that's I think it is a very unique way of doing it. Okay. Listen, there's clearly like strings and whatnot. Sure. But like, I honestly think it works, and I had a lot of fun seeing them. Great. I thought it was really good. I was like, this motherfucker, and it's, it's the most consistent thing from the first time we see the alien ships to yeah. flying away on fire. It is consistent. Yeah. In a movie that violently lacks consistency, that is consistent every time we see it. That's a very fair point. I like that. Cool. Um, we talked about Detective Gla- Detective Clay's scene where he gets trapped by Vampira. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I will not say that one because we already talked about that one quite a bit. I think, that one, I think it's yeah. great. Yep. Um, but that belongs in as an answer. It's appropriate. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go with Detective Clay's grave opening. Where they have like the wide shot, and oh, the dirt starts right. like falling. The dirt starts falling down underneath. Yeah, and it starts like I, that was. That's a really cool visual, and that's something that like you, you would see a movie from the fifties, and you're like, okay, well, you obviously see that over and over again. That's something I never really seen since. I agree. That's... and it's such a it's such a cool visual, and then the tombstone falling into the pit. It was. I I think that was really well. Done. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. that's smart. That's a yeah. good point. It was very cool. Agreed. So once you do that, not, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi can do that fucking horrifying. He can do it in a, the best way possible. All right. So here's the uh, the part of the awards that uh, that Kieran hates the most is when we start bringing the Oscars into it, and uh, we really just besmirch most Oscar winners. I think this one will is not going to catch a lot of heat. I don't think so. This one's a this one's a favorite by by most of us. So this year's winner from ni- the 1957, fi- 1957 to 1958 winner is Bridge on the River Kwai. It is. It uh, is. David Lean classic. Um, movie that's very high when we did our rankings. It was year number one. It was my number one of the first 45. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big deal. Um, I, think, I think on our, on our like, composite, it's three or four. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's up there. It's, it's a beloved movie by us. Um, so we're going to ask the question, what would you rather watch? You have two options. You have two channels for some reason. Jay's TV only has two channels. <laughs> You're watching TV Stream, with Jay. Streaming's down. You have yeah, only have streaming's two DVDs. Streaming's down. You have two DVDs. You got two DVDs and you don't have a multi, it's not a multiplayer. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. This, this is no, this is how this, this is, that's the new category now. You're at Jay's house. You have two DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Jay streaming one. television is busted, <laughs> and you have to. All right. Uh, what are you going with? Huh? So, uh, Jay, which one are you going with? Um, I'm going with. God, you got to pick one, huh? Because here's my defense. What mood are you in? Well, that, that's a factor, and that is two, that matters. Two, we, we, that we matters. Do, sometimes I qualified. I say like seven out of ten times I'm doing this. Right. You know, sometimes you sometimes you want because Bridges. It's a long and heavy movie. Right, like nowadays in September, October, the weather's a little crisp. I got a little pumpkin in my beer and in my coffee cup. I'm going to go with uh, Plan 9. Okay. Let's say today I go with Plan 9. Yeah. I mean, we're all acknowledging that. This isn't a quality question. This right. is kind of like... Although, I mean, Bridge Over the River Kwai could have used some spaceships, let's be honest. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> how, how else did they blow up the uh, bridge with Solarite? Just Everyone Vampira. Solarite, yeah. yeah Vampira is just walking across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, blow it up. He's like, boop, 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 
but he's bumbling with it. <laughs> help! Help! It's low tide! Yeah. Right, that in no way besmirches bridge over the river quite. Yeah, it's, no, it's, no. It's how you feel. Yeah, exactly. Today. Oh, man, hot start by Jay. This makes me so it. happy. Joey. Bridge. Bridge yeah. is one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time. You assholes. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, Listen, no, no, I, I knew Joey was going to. I am always happy to go with the worst picture cast winner, and I probably have. This is our fifteenth. Nah, it's a great. It's song. our fifteenth worst picture cast. I think thirteenth movie because we did two, a couple rankings. But uh, yeah, yeah, probably more times than not, I go the worst picture cast. But we just yeah. Bridge is literally one of my favorite ones. I of would all love time. to see that in theaters again. Like, oh, Bridge, uh, yeah. I love, the, I love to see I both of these. I love to see Plan Nine in theaters. Yeah, though. Like Plan, what a great back to back! Like Barbenheimer, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Plan Nine bridge from, bridge, from the bridge, River Quiet, Bridge Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> but like this at Cinema Arts Center with a packed crowd, Plan Nine that'd be a lot would of be fun. the most fun hour and twenty minutes you could have. Like it would be a blast because you don't have to worry about like oh this person's loud. Like everybody could just get into it. That'd be a lot of fun. We should run that by them. We should. I'll be, I DM them a lot. Yeah. They ask them when things are going to be playing. Yeah. That's like hard to find. That would be a lot of fun. All right, we can do that for sure. Yeah, I'll shoot them a message. Well, we'll, we're on it. Um, I I will I will go seven times out of ten bridge, but like some, I just I'm just not always in the mood for a movie like that. And I just get it. like. No, listen, there's room for a bridge. Yeah. For, there's room for Plan 9. Again, what's the quote I said? Learn to see the worst films. They're yeah. sometimes sublime. They yeah. have such an important place in movies. For films. sure. For sure. I love it. All right, so we did that. Um, actor swap. We're, we're about to fuck up a movie. Oh, boy. Uh, so you take one of the... Um, well, people have been recently, people have been putting different spins on it. Yeah, but let's go through the... Uh, so let's, go th- let's go through the... Uh, best Picture nominated movies from 1958. Right. So we're taking an actor out of one of these yes. and putting it into Plan 9 and then the actor from Plan 9 into the Oscar nominee. Yes. Okay. So, Bridge on the River Kwai, Peyton Place, mm-hmm. Sayonara, 12 Angry Men, Witness for the Prosecution. <laughs> yeah. That is... Wait, so I would love... So like you were saying, I would love that they're like, uh, all right, let's see who, 12 Angry Men, let's see, what are the guilties at now? And then it's just Vampira racist. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Fonda, it's Vampira. <laughs> oh, God, what is it with this? She, she takes the butterfly knife and stands on the table. It's, it's, tw- it's 11 Angry Men and one vampire. <laughs> Can we make 12 Angry Ghouls? <laughs> <laughs> Towards the... <laughs> I, I I love this. Where's let's get Sam Raimi again. <laughs> Sam Raimi, twelve angry ghouls. ghouls. Oh my god! So I'm taking Fonda and putting him in Plan Nine, and, and then Vampira. Then... <laughs> I just now, now I'm picturing Henry Fonda. <laughs> but Henry Fonda now the same as, outfit as the wife as the wife. Yeah, Bella goes his wife as. <laughs> With the wig, Bell like, has the wig on. Yeah, the he long look, nails. Looks like he looks like Norman Bates. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like him with the big ah! nails. Oh, I love that. Well, on that, I'm also taking Fonda out of Tale of Angry Men. Wow. I put him as Jeff Trent, the pilot. Okay. Because I think watching him for for the scene where he just destroys the NDA. That's, yeah. 
And then the yeah. scene with him versus Eros. <laughs> just him slapping Eros. Just him. But now, that means Greg Walcott that is juror number eight. <laughs> yeah. That is a... Yeah. That is a... 12 Angry Men sucks, man. It's like 11 Angry Men in a dweeb. <laughs> so I'm mistaken this. I thought it was... Re- well, I originally thought you recast any actor you want into Plan 9. So I, was, I thought it would be funny if Leo was Jeff Trent, and he's just giving an oscar nominated <laughs> performance, but everyone else around him is exactly the same, same, same way. Same. <laughs> That's pretty much what we just did with Fonda. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what we did with, like, when we, when we put somebody... Like what was was the season two rankings where everyone was Muppets yes. except for one guy. Yes, that's exactly what this is. That was it's what, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I I went I went with Bridge, and I <laughs> I swapped out um, Alec Guinness for John Breckenridge, and just the gravitas that Alec Guinness would give to the ruler is just is amazing. Put the big one away. Where where Alec Guinness would just be like. Ah, yes, Plaid 9 deals with the resurrection of the dead. Long-distance electrodes shot into the pineal and pituitary glands of the recent dead. And then John Breckenridge as Colonel Nichols. Oh, my God. Just, like, his sassy deadpan. Just like, well, we would have done this much earlier, but due to circumstances out of my control, we have to start now. Just like... (laughs) Just like shitting on Saito and just, yeah. This bridge will be around for another seven hundred years. <laughs> just like I, I would, I, I would love it. That's amazing. Yeah, the the undead are easily scared. <laughs> They'll be back and in greater numbers. <laughs> these these tracks are sad. I love it. Well, God. from what I said was true, from a certain point of view. <laughs> he is dead. Yeah. Plan <laughs> yeah. 9 doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Inspector Clay was killed by Vampire, so in that case, he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Vampire should just be in every movie, I think, is what we just decided. I just like, Vampire running across the bridge while they're trying to explode it. That'd be amazing. You said Tor was committed. She's 100% committed. 100% committed. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it's easy to be comedic, but you don't have any dialogue. You just right. have to stand there and just look scary. Make silly faces. And yeah, it works. yeah. Um, so, if you gave this $20 million, not in 1957 money, but whatever the equivalent would be, uh, but just a boatload of cash, what, what do you think, how would you change this movie? Like, what would you do to improve on it? So I've been waiting all night to read you this quote. This is um, Greg Wolcott, who played Jeff Trent. This is a... No, juror number eight. Allegedly, a (laughs) a quote from Greg Wolcott, and he's talking about his experience on Plan 9. He said, Ed Wood had poor taste and was undisciplined. If he had $10 million, Plan 9 would have still been a piece of tasteless shit. (laughs) I like Ed Wood. (laughs) I like Ed Wood, but I could discern no genius there. His main concern was making his next film. It looks like they shot the thing in a kitchen. Worst film of all time. 30 years later, it still comes back to haunt me. No pun intended, I guess. So it made me think, I would, of $20 million, I would definitely remake this. Because this could be, like we've been talking about it all night. Yeah. Give this to a good director. It's not going to be the greatest horror film ever, but it's going to be a funny, fun, a 
fun horror film. A campy fun horror film. Yeah, with some absolutely. Like Sam Raimi doing this is great. You yes. could have some really uh, real effective scares in this right. movie. Yes. It lends itself to that. Yes. Yeah. So the the money, yes, but it would have to come with a different director, of course. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the cap, that's the caveat. That's yes. the rub. Yeah. Well, my answer to this was, I must have heard this quote in one of my viewings, because I have no please. Mine is, my answer is pretty much that. Ed Wood couldn't have done better. He would have just made it more bloated and insane. If you gave Ed Wood $10 million, he just would have bought more lingerie. Right. Like, that's that's basically what... Maybe there's more people. Maybe he, like, adds the set. But it's still Ed Wood's vision. Yeah. Like, Ed Wood is going to Ed Wood it. So, like, all right. So, let, let, me, let me rephrase the question then. So, say if you had... Say you were the cash cow. Saying, Ed Wood, I can give you... The Baptist Church. I'll give... Yeah. But, like, you have to do this. Like you have you, you have to fix this. What would it be? Get better actors. Yeah, okay. it would all be investment in actors. Okay, because I think his if people buy into his script and are capable, they can make the wonkiness work. You because you yeah. can make a case. Okay, it's the fifties, so the saucer right exactly look as great, but as it, it works does today. Yeah. But it was least, 1957. Yeah, but at least the acting's not taking me out of the yeah. Hundred percent. I think I'll, actors and a and a cinematographer. Yeah, I would also like to uh, enhance the sets. 100%. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, the play. There's, there's like three. There's like three sets the entire the entire movie. So I like, add more to that. Maybe some integrity into the cemetery. Right. Actors, like cinematographers, that. set designers. So basically everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Editor. Yeah. The, the the soundtrack is great. Soundtrack is great. I think that, that was what didn't cost anything. <laughs> that was the only thing that was free. So that's good because he didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he took it from a bunch of people who did it. Allegedly, this cost sixty thousand dollars to make. That's what I read. Wow. Yeah, that's, that that seems to be the IMDb. constant number. Yeah, that's, uh... I, I I looked up a lot of places and that was all over the place. Yeah. Now let's let's do a little conversion. Yeah, what, what would that be now? All right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's like four hundred thousand. But I, math is never my strong suit. Six hundred grand. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's quite a budget. Yeah. So tech six hundred fifty-five thousand. So what is the money? What is he spending money? On? I have no idea. And it was a fast shoot, so it's not like this like dragged on forever. No. Like they did it in a couple weeks. Honestly, he probably because it's a lot of his friends. He probably gave his friends a bunch of more money than it was needed. And building the graveyard. I think the Which spaceship and the spaceship probably like, I bet you a lot of the budget the special yeah. effects right like instead of making that all just like not working he that's probably all like way too complicated and expensive and he probably paid himself handsomely he made 50 grand off this <laughs> yeah I mean that's I mean that that's the thing like you 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 hear how much that is and you're like well it doesn't really show this is not a six hundred thousand dollar movie no no not at all like more than a half million dollars in today's world. Yeah. And I mean, right, in today's world, with our three phones, we can make something that visually looks better. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's also the advantage of... Right, but of that's free. Yeah. 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 But, so I think just, man. But you just let Ed Wood be Ed Wood. Yeah. And all his insanity. No, it's great. Um, I want Sam Raimi to make the sequel. Yes. Not to well, remake the nine. Well, this this is this is where our, final question. our final question... Would you remake this movie if it means erasing the original from existence? And my answer is not in a million years. I agree. I, I would never want to get rid. This is like a piece of history. 
I think give us the sequel. I think we need this. I think cult movies and B movies and the whatever we do here all kind of hinges on needs to start here. Yeah. Jay, would you remake it? Jay's like fucking Jay's remake like, it now. Burn it down, baby. <laughs> the potential that this thing could have had. Fred Wood out here. I mean, I mean, like honestly, us talking about Sam Raimi, I'm like, ooh, that was that sounds fucking great. Like that would, like that that would be amazing. Yeah, uh, but if erasing it means like not having Tor's gone, Vampira's yeah, gone. Like that's the thing. Right. Bella's not last movie, this legend of Ed Wood. Right, Ed Wood's gone. Then you can't. You can't. You can't. It, it means it means too much. You could do a requel. Ooh. <laughs> no, you can't do a remake, but you could do a requel. All right, now we're talking. Yeah. Well, Force Awakens it. A soft reboot, quell, yeah. whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm good. You guys. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that Jay gets to come back for Neil Breen. I I cannot wait. And for our first watch along episode. Yeah. Does the uh, library have <laughs> this? I don't know. He, no, he's gonna be a watch, he, we're going to watch that one together. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes. He, he's, he scrubbed. He scrubbed all of his movies. From so what life. he does, he pulls them off of any streaming and stuff until he, while he's about to release another one, and then when he releases the new one, after he releases the new one, he re-releases everything. Wow. wow. Yeah, but that'll that'll be that'll be another day when when everything gets released. We'll we will revisit yes, this. Hundred percent. Um, I cannot wait to introduce you to the world of Neil Breen. It's it's going to be great. Nice. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for, for coming along. Thank you for we wouldn't have done this movie had no. it not been for you. So um so thank you for suggesting this movie also. Well thank you for doing it. I'm glad that uh, we got together. I'm glad you guys gave me a chance to come on here because this is a lot of fun. Our pleasure, man. This is it's, it's a lot different than breaking down Parasite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could get used to this. <laughs> Maybe do like it's like you know when directors do one for them, one for, one for the studio. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'll do one for the for the Kieran studio, but yeah. then I want one for myself over here. You let you are you are always you are always welcome. You have an Seriously. open invitation, yes. especially we want. If you're like looking for more of these, well, if you find them, let's go. We'll do them as you go. Yeah, with you, like let's yes. go. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're never we're never we're easy. Like yeah. You say, hey, want to do this? I'm like, all right, yeah, Tuesday, we'll do that. Um, yeah. You have anything you need to want to plug or anything like that? No. Just, um, you just... I just want to. I was telling you guys, I watched, I listened to the, yeah, I listened to the Christmas Evil You Better Watch Out episode you guys did. Yeah. So I just want to get into more of those worst pictures that you guys have already done. Oh, okay. the Miami uh, Miami Connection. Please watch yes. Miami Connection. Yes. Miami Connection, Samurai Cop are two that you need yeah, to right. watch. If you want to yeah, like get not, into these, you got to start there. Yeah, those those are, those are the top tier. I'm not plugging anything for myself, but I think we should all who haven't done it, including myself, dive into these worst pictures. More of them, yeah. to piggyback off of the original quote that you read, because we all need a bad picture in it's, our lives. It just it just makes it just fills your life with mirth. It's just like <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's fun watching people just have an idea and try their asses off and just, you know. But, like, Miami Connection, Sam, please watch them. Yeah. And, yeah. If, you have, if you've never watched them, please watch them. Then listen to our episodes about it. Yeah, because they're a lot of fun, and it's just... The one nice thing is they all move. Even if you're not spending three hours doing anything. They're not boring. No. They're not boring. You, won't, you will not... 
Well, if if, uh, if you're into if you're into yes, bad movies, if you're not into bad movies, they're torture. Do like you need to be able to like be like, okay, I understand the this is bad but good, yeah. and I understand passion and all that. Some people just don't. That's fine, but yeah. yeah. If you get into it, there's a lot of good stuff to find and find a whole, open up a whole world of movies that are just insane. Exactly. All right, and you know, if we can just plug plug us for a second, you can follow us on. Uh, on X or Twitter, Twitter, whatever you call it, uh, Worst Pick Cast. Um, we share an Instagram with Best Picture Cast. Our stuff's going to be on there. Um, and also, coming up on Friday the 13th in October is our Friday the 13th rankings episode. Ooh, so exciting. Where Oz is joining us again, and we are discussing the 12 Jason Voorhees vehicles, or 11 Jason Voorhees, one panel of Voorhees. Yep. Vehicles. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for a 1980 horror movie. If you've never seen it, it's twelve of them. Yeah, yeah. well, including like so the remake Jason and Jason Freddy. X, Freddy versus Jason, and then the 2009 remake. Yeah. So there's a, there's a bunch to to go over, and I cannot. It's a lot of work, but I'm very excited. I, I'm, I am in. I'm almost done watching them all, and man, this, I love it. I love it so much. Me too. You guys do a great job. I, I listened to the X Men rankings with you, oh, and, yeah. you guys and Oz, which I love. Yeah, thanks. And I'm not a big ratings guy. As you are Joey not. Knows, I don't give a shit what you guys think about <laughs> movies, but you guys have a good way of talking to each other and accepting each other's point of view. Oh yeah, you know, and Oz does a great job with you. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that's great. Coming up, yeah, Oz hate Oz notoriously does not like. Bad movies. And he his, his older brother, oldest brother, is into them. So, like, he's seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> so he's. It's so we'll never have him on for something like this. But <laughs> we'll do the rankings episode yeah. with him. So that that's kind of that's his contribution. So he's our he's our in house rate rankings guy. So yeah. instead of one movie, he gets to watch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So so be on the lookout for that for the uh, for the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. movies. That's going to be a real hoot. And a thousand and one by one. We have a lot of horror stuff coming up. We have Evil Dead. We have Frankenstein. We have Haxon. We have a lot of cool stuff. So can't wait. I, I, I love I love that podcast. It's great. What you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. At a thousand and one everywhere. All right. So, with all that being said, thank you very much for listening. Have a good night. TV that's all streaming and then one TV that's all DVDs and regular TV so the streaming TV cocked out on me mm. so now I have no more streaming why can't you just last hook up the other TV because I'm too lazy <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is why it's the best for the last three weeks I've just been going to the library three times a week taking that's out awesome. like three DVDs that's and amazing. Had a, had a clip and just watching them on my old t- DVD player like I'm in fucking high school I feel that's like great. a kid again that's amazing <laughs> that's actually great are that. they next to each other like physically the way you're showing us the TV yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the two TVs yeah this is my this is my media room that's great <laughs>